Tonight's episode of the Tuesday Night Cigar Club is brought to you by Drew Estate. Come experience the rebirth of cigars at www.drewestate.com and download the free Drew Diplomat smartphone app today to discover nearby retailers, RSVP to special events, redeem points to win exclusive Drew Estate merchandise, and much, much more. Sisters of the Leaf, coming to you live from, well, all over the fucking place, it's the Tuesday Night Cigar Club. Tonight the boys congregate via live video to discuss a crazy 2019 movie called Clown Doll, which features, wait for it, a crazy fucking clown doll. And why, you may ask, did they pick a movie about a homicidal doll with a big red nose? because they happen to be reviewing the Ron Cigar from the Cigar Clowns, paired with a bunch of clownish craft beers. Oh, and it just so happens that everyone's favorite TNCC member with a ponytail, Tut, a.k.a. Ron Tuttle, is terrified of both clowns and dolls, so I'm sure that played a little bit into tonight's selection as well. And by a little bit, I mean that's literally the only reason this show is happening, folks to hopefully scare Tut and make him shit his shiny little clown pants. And why exactly is Tut wearing clown pants? Well, you're just going to have to tune in to find out. I can't do all the work for you, you hosers. So sit back, everybody, light them up, and enjoy the show. All right, boys. Are we ready to do what we do and do it better than we've never done it before? Well, that last part sounded like a lot of effort. I want everyone on top of their game tonight. Sharp film criticism, expert beer, tasting reviews. Todd, I want you picking up flavors in that cigar like you've never picked up flavors in a cigar before. Would this face lead you wrong? (laughs) If you squeeze that nose, Doctor, does it make a sound? Uh (laughs) (laughs) Sure does. All right, boys. Well, let's do this. Um, Tonight, all of Tut's many birthday wishes over the years have finally come true. Every time he blows out those candles, he wishes that the Tuesday Night Cigar Club would do a big clown episode. Oh, do I, do I. And tonight is it. Let's see. Uh, what are my two biggest fears? Clowns and creepy dolls. 
Uh, oh, I didn't realize you had a creepy doll thing, too. Oh, yeah, definitely. Thanks, Spielberg. Jump back two weeks to me texting him. Hey, didn't you have a problem with a creepy doll in your house? <laughs> yes, why? Never mind. <laughs> uh, I know the TNCC and a Cabbage Patch doll movie. I'll tell you what, Ty. Uh, we, you never tell anybody what you wish for when you blow out these candles, but I could tell. You yeah. wanted this. Yeah. This is for you. It is it's definitely what I wished for. <laughs> are you are you are you guys hearing our studio audience at all? Wait, what? You have a studio audience? No. No? No. Y'all didn't hear anything? That? No. Can y'all hear can y'all hear this? Oh my goodness, no. I'm, put, I'm, I'm putting the Clyde boss on this. And actually, I couldn't hear it. I can hear it for a little bit. It like went clap, clap, clap. So y'all can't hear like this laughter? Oh, that sounds kind horrible. Of. That sounds like a cheap transistor radio. Oh, dude, I put so much effort into my, 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 new, my new toy in this episode. Oh, I'm sorry, man. Oh, God. <laughs> Y'all can't hear that? Thank God, no. Oh. Damn it. I We got to come up with a way where I can filter this into the show. I'm definitely not working on that. Please. It would make me very happy. You've been butt slammed. All right. So, Ixnay, you guys aren't getting anything out of this? Uh, it just sounds really crappy. Damn it. Okay. Uh, well, I'm glad we got that out of the way. Before I, it's not like I orchestrated a whole show with those sound effects. <laughs> Look, I mean, we're only you, two... you can keep hitting it. You can keep hitting it. That's fine. No, if you guys can't hear it, then it's it's pointless. Uh, oh, we I'll can hear to... you. It, we can hear it. It just sounds like it's coming through like a 1940s walkie-talkie. That sounds like a fart noise. Yeah, that was a fart noise. That's a fart noise. I thought it was a duck quacking. Okay. Well, speaking of clowns, uh, when's the last time any of y'all went to the circus? Man, I don't even remember. It's been so long ago. Do they still have those? They do. Um, So I have two young kids. And I happen to live in the kind of tiny community that circuses and carnivals prey prey upon. So a year or so ago, right before COVID hit, we went. As we're sitting there, I noticed one of the young circus workers, this little boy, seemed very unhappy. Uh, he clearly had been put to work at the circus at a ridiculous age by his parents. They travel around the country. He just looked so damn disgruntled and sad. So after the big animal acts were done and the clowns were busy scooping up all the elephant shit, I just scooped up this kid and took him back home with me to live a better life. Just like Batman found Robin, he was working with his parents at the circus. His parents and made, were dead, and he was orphaned at that time. He made, him his young, he made him his young ward, uh, just like that. I now, I've been waiting to tell you guys this, I now have a young ward, and I even, I, even, I even renamed him Little Dick Grayson after Batman's Dick Grayson. Yaks, as a huge Batman comics fan, 
I know you'll appreciate that. That that really sounds like kidnapping. Yeah, I think you might be in a lot of trouble, buddy. Kidnapping. I I have always referred to it. I've always referred to it as a surprise adoption. In fact, I'm gonna need to go ahead and call the authorities right now because I don't want to be complicit in this. Look, if I'm in some kind of trouble here, I, uh, maybe I should just talk to my lawyer. Dick, get my lawyer on the phone. See, my young ward, little Dick Grayson, he gets my lawyer on the phone, and he cuts up my strawberries for my oatmeal every morning before he washes my truck. You're gonna need a lawyer what, here in about if, 15 minutes if he knows what's good for him. Yeah, like uh, child endangerment. Doctor, put down the phone. It's, inter- it's interfering with our podcast signals. All right, no, I'm being threatened. <laughs> Welcome, everyone, to the Tuesday Night Cigar Club, episode 140. 140, man. Good job. We got Mr. Tuttle. We got Yak Boy. We got the doctor. We got Little Dick Grayson. And me, your host, Matt A. Cade. Uh, somehow, I think we've managed to get through our opening without offending anybody for once. Right? Maybe. Uh I think there might be. Oh, that kidnapping thing! Come on. Well, technically, I don't think it's five different, anybody. you know, government bodies that wish to talk to you now about your new ward. Young ward. Oh, wait, that doesn't Young make ward. that doesn't make it sound any better, does it? There's nothing that's going to make it sound any better. What I say? Out, you step outside and CPS is blasting the theme to Magnum PI as they surround your There's- house. What did I say? Uh, moving on. Episode 140? Is that where we're at? 140. 140. Man. We've done a lot of these things. Well, folks, it is our big clown episode. Uh. And it all started when I saw a new release that was just hitting brick-and-mortar cigar shops called The Cigar Clowns The Ron. I know. My God. Are you serious? Which... Which longtime listeners to the show will know Tut's proper real first name is Ron. The Ron. They made this just but for that, me. So not only is he afraid of clowns, but they made a clown cigar called The Ron. Uh, it is made by AJ Fernandez. That guy's no clown. Ooh, I do like AJ Fernandez. He is no clown. You are correct. It is a 6x50 Toro with a Nicaraguan Habano wrapper and a binder and filler, both from Nicaragua. We're smoking a Nicaraguan Puro. I will say price point later till we're drunk, as always. (laughs) The Ron is a reference to Ronald McDonald. As the Cigar Clowns group likes to name each of their releases after a different famous clown. And who are the Cigar Clowns? They are a crew of dudes in Brooklyn, New York, who promote cigar events and occasionally release cigars. With tonight's cigar falling under the distribution umbrella of the Limited Cigar Association. Good question, Tut. Who is the Limited Cigar Association, you ask? I do. The Limited. What's that? I do. You do want to know. The Limited Cigar Association is a subsidiary of the Pravada Cigar Club that brings small batch limited edition cigars exclusively to brick-and-mortar retailers. Look, at the end of the day, it's a fucking clown cigar named after Tut. I mean, how am I not going <laughs> to... Uh, that's all that matters. And that's all I know about this this, this crazy cigar. So, uh, 
Well, just like me, I'm catching a odorous of a rusticness. Uh, it's very, very rustic and hearty, just like me, the namesake. It does have a very earthy, rustic, uh, dark, deep aroma off that wrapper. Just like the Ron. The just like the just like you also title. If you smell the foot of the cigar directly, there's a big whiff of horseshit. <laughs> just like the Ron. Just like the original Ron. But there's no horseshit on the cold draw. It's uh, it's actually a little tinge. Did you guys get a little tinge of sweetness? Uh, I didn't. I, I didn't. Yak boy's not in agreement. Getting that little, like you said, the earthy. Maybe some, maybe some prunes and dates. There's some kind of chewy, uh, fruity sweetness there of shit that I don't eat. Prunes and dates. Which is weird that I would say it's fruity and datey because I don't eat, I've never had those. That, it reminds me of smelling that trail mix at grandma's house that she tried to get me to eat that I didn't want anything to do with. Man, that retro hell right off the light just pops you. A little spicy? A little spicy and there's a, there's a bit of like a dry chocolate to it too. On the on the through the nose, yeah. Felt like I just sniffed a whole bunch of cocoa powder. There's a nut in there as actually, well. Yeah, that's actually not a bad. Uh, I know we kind of go at it sometimes with our descriptors. Uh, that. Sticking your nose in a in a thing of Nestle Quick chocolate milk powder mi- mixed with a very uh, potent spice that's actually pretty accurate. <laughs> yeah. uh, and then there's some some uh, hefty nut on the uh, on the palate on the. Hey, yeah, take it easy. Drum. Hey, just just like our Ron. <laughs> a lot of nuts on his palate too. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, some almond and uh, a little bit of cedar on there. Yeah. Uh, okay. Well, it may have a crazy name and come from a crazy bunch of clown dudes, but uh, AJ, yeah. AJ makes some of our most well-reviewed cigars in recent years. He makes all of uh, Southern Draws wonderful cigars. Yeah, I'm. I, I don't know much about this cigar, so I'm. I'm very interested to see where it takes me tonight. Okay. Well, as everybody knows, what we do is we pair a premium cigar with a film and we talk our way through the film while drinking a bunch of booze. And we try to, well, some of us do pair that booze with the cigar and the film as well. Uh, tonight we will let our resident beer expert and co-owner and head bartender at O'Brien's Irish pub in downtown historic temple, Texas, the man with the master plan, Yak boy. He's going to tell us what everybody's drinking tonight. And let's start. We never do this. Let's start with me. What am I drinking? Ah, yes. The Rodeo Clown from Carbach Brewing. As you can see there on their semi-ridiculous can, it is a double IPA. Dude, it's got a little, what do you mean semi? It's got a little clown with his head in the barrel. That's just ridiculous. You don't like them because they sold out. Now it's still good beer. 
I don't know. I haven't sipped it yet. We'll see. Every barrel in the brewery. So what, tell me a little bit about the Rodeo Clown. Rodeo Clown's rolling in at 9.5%. It is indeed a double IPA. They say it's got 85 IBUs. Are you tasting it? Are you tasting 85 bitterness units? I'm getting almost no aroma off the glass. That's because that cocoa powder blasted your nasal cavity. Yeah, that cigar is that cigar is to be reckoned with. Actually, Yaks, it's a pretty damn bitter beer. It is. I have had it before. I do like it. It just and it's a, life. It's a pretty good beer, actually. Uh, it's, it's got a, uh, more of a malty body. Um, but yeah, it's got a nice little uh, hot bitterness on the nose. Um, yeah, it's not bad. I, I think we did a car back a Carbach early on six years ago or something. And uh, I think it was when we were still at the pub, actually. And it was actually, I mean, those were some of our, our very first beers all the way back to like uh, when we uh, reviewed uh, Maggie, I believe on like episode four. Boy, so. I got shit based on that episode. Uh, so that was a Carbach night. Oh, yes, it was. Oh, was that Love Street? It was Love Street. Yeah. Yeah, yeah it was Love Street. Yeah. They have a Carbach brewery, uh, like bar or whatever at the, I haven't been yet, but at the new Rangers ballpark, they've got a big Carbach brewery area. Okay. Well, I believe they got, uh, who bought Anheuser bought them. Yeah. And so a lot of people kind of gave them a lot of shit. We, to be fair, we were the opinion, Hey man, if we started brewery and got offered crazy money, we'd probably take that check too. But, uh, I honestly don't drink a lot of Carbach. Uh, I used to the Hopadillo. Yeah. I think I think yeah. was one that I would I would go to, uh, but I there's just so much other stuff out there, and you know Anheuser Busch doesn't need my money as much as some of these little guys, so I, I tend to go to them more. But yeah, it's 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 got a very dark multi body. You can see it's a darker uh, IPA, but uh, yeah, it's got a nice bitter front end, uh, and it's. Man, this cigar is a, a whopper so far, so it's 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 going to be okay with that. Mincy, next time you go to a Rangers game, drop by and tell them what you think. Uh, I'm definitely going to because it looks like it's a whole restaurant area. That makes me wonder if like Carbach has their own beer hall set up out there at the ballpark. That'd be nice. As soon as I uh, as soon as I make return to the ballpark, I definitely will, Tut. I had a uh, Love Street uh, this, what was it, Saturday night at the grand opening, the first home game ever of the Austin FC. Los Verdes. Uh, for you folks at home who uh, are like us, that's that's a soccer team. Um, it is the soccer team. We we have to deal with this. You shouldn't you shouldn't have to. Uh, <laughs> God, a very nice mineral has joined that. Chocolate powder and uh, spice on the retro. I can agree with that. I'm even getting a little bit of that mineral on the draw, too, straight out. Or that might actually be the beer, but. Man, I, I'm mainly getting that cedar. Uh, that cedar through the through the draw. Man. Okay. A little bit. It's always weird when you smoke a goofy-ass cigar. Uh like those, you know, the Caldwell stuff, like the swollen cock. And I was about to say, I'm not yeah. sure that this is a goofy ass cigar. It's a goofy ass name, but the oh, cigar is no, pretty no, legit. That's what I'm saying. It, it literally so is far. goofy. 
it's literally goofy because it's a clown cigar. Swollen <laughs> cock. Yeah, doctor, there is a cigar called the swollen cock. Um, okay, well that's what I'm drinking, and best I name. know best name ever. I know, I know what those two guys uh, are drinking, so we're gonna put them last. Yak boy, surprise me, man! Show me something. It's our big clown episode. What are you drinking? Come on, man. From Clown Shoes Brewing, the Bubble Farm IPA. <sighs> clown Shoes. Just as we scary see as the other. A clown. lot of clown shoes in this movie. For some reason, they just can't help but focus on this clown's feet. Uh. But the ironic thing is, he's wearing like combat boots. He's not wearing clown shoes, is he? No, they're black clown shoes. They're, black clown. They're shoes? black clown shoes. They're not as long as like Bozos or Ronalds, but yeah, they we, are. But they are clown shoes. They got the nice up. Trust me, I have sat in fear in my nightmares about clown shoes. I know what those fuckers look like. They they got that nice little hump and the bulbous nose. Honka honka. Mm. Bulbous nose. They needed to be bright red. They did need to be bright red, and I don't understand why they weren't, to be honest. Uh, Yak Boy, tell us a little bit about this bubble IPA. Uh, Coming from uh, Clown Shoes Brewing out of uh, Boston, Mass. They started back in 2009. The Bubble Farm, it's a 6.5%, only about 40 IBUs, which... Fits right in with what I am tasting right now, so it's a good lighter IPA. Okay, it's we've, not, had, it's not, we've, we've had mixed results with clown shoes here on the show. The the beer clown shoes, uh, most of them we have not liked. I think we did finally find one that we liked uh, not too long ago, or at least I found one that I liked. The Zen Garden, maybe. Yeah, uh, we had a back. Uh, just a few episodes ago, on one, uh, episode 132, you had the Space Cake double IPA. I don't, I don't think you were fond of it. Yeah, no, I think I like the Zen Garden, not the Space Cake. We also did the Undead Party Crasher uh, yeah. years ago for our uh, Return to Living Dead episode. Yeah. Uh, okay. Well, do you think it's going to go well with the cigar? Is it kind of middle that's going to stay out of the way? I think so. And I was, that, you know, I was concerned with this because, like you said, what I tried to find out about the cigar, where is it strength wise? And, you know, I was like, I didn't want to really go anywhere. And, and I didn't know if the cigar was going to, you know, turn up the notch after you hit the halfway point, or if it was just going to, you know, have a blast of pepper in the beginning and then just mellow out. So I figured I'd go someplace middle of the road. Okay. Well, let us know how it uh, ends up going. So far, uh, the strength of the this beer, that maltiness is going really nice with that the body of, of the cigar. All right. What about the doctor? What's he drinking? The good doctor is having the Rar Blonde. Rar. The Hellas Lager from Rar and Sons out of Fort Worth, Texas. Started back in 2004. Yeah, there's what yeah. we call Fort Worth beer. No, the, uh, we do call it a Fort Worth beer. <laughs> oh. uh, they're blonde uh, in the, as it's called, Hellas Lager, the, the German style. Uh, it should be more of a full-bodied, uh, very malt-forward, um, even maybe sort of a, a 
some have described that style as being uh, bready. I would call all of that accurate. I would say as for for a blonde beer that's not particularly strong, it uh, it's pretty good. I would I would say that's an accurate assessment. Yeah. And of course, we have indeed done some Rar and Sons beers on the podcast. Dadgum IPA. Dadgum. Back when we did uh, Tammy and the T Rex, episode one twenty two. That was a good movie. That was a great movie. I just thought Hellas was close to hell, which uh, there's a supernatural element to this movie, and all right, that's a stretch. But <laughs> to be fair, I I did I did come prepared with this nose. He did indeed. He has brought the clown. If you are listening to us on jerk-ass Podbean or Podnose or Podface or iTunes. Actually, thank you for listening to us on any of those platforms. Thank you. I didn't call them a jerk. I said they were listening (laughs) to jerk-ass platforms. Just just watch the show on YouTube. You're not going to get to see Doctor with his big big red bright nose. Well, maybe they're scared uh, of clowns and they don't want to see Doctor with his big bright red nose from hell. Well, that's that's just one opinion. I mean, there could be others. Uh, okay. I, for one, like the Doc's nose. Doctor, it's you cheerful. Find, it is cheerful. Doctor, you find the beer delicious. Uh, it's, it's as far as a, a blonde, you know, a lager that's not gonna. Uh, sorry, when, when I. <laughs> better to talk with other things on. Uh, you know, no, normally those are pretty light, uh, you know, as far as alcohol content, for, for us anyway, 5%. But, uh, yeah, it's it's uh, what Yax described. There is a bit of a malty taste. Uh, uh, it's a good um, – I think I've said this about several of the beers I've had in a row now as we get into this time of the year, but this is a good summer beer. That seems I, to I be- can also see this being a very good uh, – uh, this would be a good food lubricant. I can see this being good with a lot of different kind of food. Okay. Okay. Uh, and I guess we have to ask what Tut's drinking. Tut is drinking the Einstock Arctic Lager. Dun, 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 dun. Because you this pick? clown is also of Nordic ancestry. Oh, uh, uh, Dax, you yeah. just... You just threw him a life preserver, dude. <laughs> he just totally picked this beer because it looked cold. And no, no, like no, 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 because of the, the Nordic roots. Nordic roots. Of the clown. Yes. The clown. Which Everybody you just knows. heard about five seconds ago. Uh, I thought Tut picked this beer because our friendship would be ice cold now, like the Arctic, because I picked a clown, a clown doll movie. But, uh, I picked this beer because it's blazing balls hot, and I needed something that was going to be refreshing, you know, captured from Nordic Springs, brewed into a beer, transported to America, and here I am sipping it on this fine Texas summer night. Yax, we featured this before, right? It is made of Arctic water. It is indeed from Iceland. Uh, I'm going to just butcher this name. Kurareri. Uh, uh, it's very, it's very, I, it's got all kinds of little lines and dashes on it. It's Doctor, not saying it wrong. Ah, very good. Translates to birthplace of the clown. 
Doctor, wasn't that an 80s song? Can I remember the day that I would travel? Uh, I think it was. Yeah, uh, Mr. Mister, wasn't it? Yeah. What's that? Mr. Mister? Yeah, I think it was a Mr. Mister song. Are they from Iceland yet? I have no idea. I never knew they were from any place. <laughs> you sound like their mothers. <laughs> Uh, the Arctic Lager uh, rolling in uh, 4.7%. Uh, IBUs are almost non-existent. I'm going to say it's right in the 5 to 10 range. Uh, we, of course, as mentioned that we have done Einstock uh, beer before. We did their Pale Ale all the way back on episode 99 for Ice Pirates. Yes, we had a uh, voiceover extraordinaire, Keith A. Hal joining us in the studio. That is correct. That was a good night. Good night. That was a really fun one. Okay, Tut, uh, I'm assuming it's cold and refreshing and oh, so so refreshing. Com- completely powerless to possibly interfere with your cigar. Oh, actually it's it is not man, I'm I can't say that it's not staying away. I think it's actually uh, uh, bringing out that mineral a little bit. I don't think so because I'm drinking something totally different, and that mineral is all over that retro hail. And you're right, it is creeping into the the draw. I'm also getting with that cedar and that mineral some pencil shavings that that kind of unique. Um, See, I'm not getting the pencil shavings. What I would think is like a ground coffee, like ground coffee, like just the ground coffee. One of those sounds good, and one sounds horrible. <laughs> Like pencil shavings not sound like anything I'd want to come no, up with. No, I actually love the smell of pencil shavings. I think that's a compliment for a cigar. Man. Oh, okay. come on. Um, it, it harkens I me I back agree to... With that, 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 yeah, I just love Tut, or Yak Boy, how's the cigar now that we're a little bit into it? I mean, it, man, I... The mineral, like y'all described, is very prevalent now. I'm getting next to no spice, not even on the retro hill. I'm just... It's, it's still there for me. I'm... I got it. I got a blast of it in the beginning. I felt, you know, just really nice. But um, right now, like it's that mineral, I can't say that it's. I'm getting a pencil shaving, but oh, yeah. there's wood component, cellulose. What about sort. pencil shavings? I'm just a clown. <laughs> oh, you're freaking tut out, and I love it. I don't like, it. I don't like this. I don't. I didn't, I didn't <laughs> sign on for this. You What's did. Matter, you, you actually signed on exactly for this, Tut. Um, okay. Well, as I, uh, because we are analog here and lo-fi, and we do things kind of uh, the only way we can do them. By the way, the, uh, these cigars were kind of hard to come by. The, these limited cigar releases from Provada Cigar Club, they go fast. Uh, once they hit, they, they've kind of got a track record of, of selling out really fast. So I once I saw that it was a clown cigar called Duran, I stayed on top of it. That morning when they hit store shelves, I was tracking them down, and I, I managed to just grab three of them. A lot of them have, like, uh, Max, you know, by, like, one or two of them. Yeah. But uh, I think it was Wooden Indian Tobacco uh, across the country somewhere. They, uh, they sold these to me, and I'm very, very happy they did. Man, I gotta admit, I said it earlier, I just, there's so many gimmicky cigars and a cigar with a clown on it named after Ronald McDonald. It doesn't get much more gimmicky name wise than that, but 
I gotta tell you, I've been smoking a lot of new stuff lately, and this is this is giving me a lot more than any of that shit's gotten. Yeah, I'll, I'll agree. This is a very very legit cigar. I'm so far, I am very pleased with where it's taken me. Construction wise, it's perfect. It had a little wavy burn line, but it's evened out for the most part. Uh, but the fact that I'm getting, you know, up to three flavors of, of chocolate powder and spice and mineral on the nose and then cedar tut, you're getting coffee. I'm getting pencil shavings on the, on the, on the draw. Like shit, man. That's, okay. Yeah, exactly. We always say here at the corner of hope, uh, boys and girls, don't give us a boring cigar. That's the worst thing you could give us. And I've had it quite a few lately and this thing is not boring. So, uh. Well, speaking of beers, now that uh, Yak Boy has succinctly uh, summed up all of our beers tonight, uh, how about this? Speaking of cigars, we just got done talking about cigars. Let me yeah. forget those forget those beers. Yeah, Yak Boy did a great job. But let's let's move on to speaking of cigars. Y'all know who makes some really flavorful ones, don't you? I think I know. Who's that? Who? Drew Estate. Our good friends Tut at Drew Estate. Oh, I'm right. You are right. And one of the most flavorful offerings in their vast portfolio is the Herrera Esteli Miami, crafted by Level 9 Cuban Rollers at the famed El Titan de Bronze on Cali They're no clowns. No, they are not clowns. Only when they want to be. When they want to have some fun, they'll have fun. But when it's time to be serious, these motherfuckers are serious. The Herrera Esteli Miami line is expertly rolled with a lavish. Wrong. Lavish. I've heard both ways. Lavish. How about the an impressive Ecuadorian Habano Oscuro wrapper over a rich Ecuadorian Sumatran binder with select fillers from the Dominican Republic and Nicaragua. The new look of Herrera Steli Miami features rich black and gold packaging and is available in five sizes. This tasty cigar is now available at Drew Diplomat retailers everywhere. So go get you some. Go get it. And while you're doing that, in the meantime, if you've got a couple minutes, I'd also like you to head over to Cigar World. Cigar World is an online site for cigar smokers. There you can get cigar news, reviews, and a whole lot more. Also on the site is a cigar research panel called the Testing Lab. Doctor, that sounds right up your alley. You're a man of science and laboratories. I always enjoy a good testing lab. At least until you put that nose on. Are you saying I still can't enjoy a good testing lab? No, I'm not saying that. I'm saying you bring the party to the testing lab. All right, I'll go along with that. You can sign I'll up. To some of my experiments have been known as clown ass, but <laughs> well, yeah, that's... clowns and lab coats over there. Hey, fuck you, New England Journal of Medicine. You gave this guy a raw deal. <laughs> Nobody gives the doctor a raw deal. How could you think that I was incompetent? <laughs> Uh, you can sign up to give your input on new cigars by taking surveys and testing cigars. Uh, it's a really cool site. I've spent quite a bit of time on it. Check it out at cigarworld.com forward slash testing lab. Well, boys, doctor has his nose on. That means there's only one thing left to do. Yeah, I Talk guess. Uh, good night, folks. What's yeah. the matter, Jason? The fun's just beginning. Oh, God. <laughs> not only that you know i don't like horror movies and then you bring out a horror movie with a clown and a doll it just worked out that way Tut. 
You can't fight City Hall! <laughs> Man, if you were trying to fulfill a birthday wish, you got the cigar called the Ron, so let's let's have some nice pew-pew, 80s sci-fi wonderfulness. Maybe maybe a cartoon Dungeons & Dragons movie. Maybe uh, at the end of the show you'll realize that they named the cigar after you for a reason. It'll all come together. Okay. Well, it is pretty damn tasty, just like the Ron. Uh, yeah, I'm really digging it. Yeah, uh, I'll, I'll get back to it soon. So I have to preface tonight's film with this. I had no idea going into selecting a clown theme horror film for tonight just how goddamn many clown horror films there were out there in the wild. I literally filled my Amazon Prime watch list with over 20 fucking clown movies from like the last five years and just started trudging my way through them. Yeah. Clowntergeist. Gags the Clown. Cleavers the Clown Killers, which actually, that was one of the better ones. Clown Town. <laughs> clown Motel. Clown Camp Massacre. The wrong clown. <laughs> clown. And there were two. Wait, are, they, are these lifetime movies? Well, wasn't, wasn't the no, wrong I, clown a lifetime movie? No, I, I made up the wrong clown. Oh damn it! <laughs> oh, man. Okay, but there were actually. College age daughter becomes a circus intern <laughs> and meets the wrong clown. <laughs> Starring Eric Roberts. Starring Eric Roberts, yes. I do want to mention that there were two really good flicks that I passed on in flavor of in favor of tonight's film, Clown Doll, 2021's Clown Doll. Wrinkles the Clown, which was a 2019 documentary that I highly recommend on Hulu about the recent outbreak a few years ago. Remember when everybody was seeing clowns? Oh, okay. Yeah, that actually sounds interesting. And there was a clown paranoia. Yeah, no, we're still going to do it, Todd, just some other time. I, I didn't think it would scare you enough. Okay. Uh, so I, I skipped that one. Uh, and also, we have to be in a real academic frame of mind to tackle a documentary, I think. And it's 125 degrees here, and I just want to chug a bunch of beers. So True. I, I, I don't think that's a winter movie. That's and I, winter I'm movie. taking some hard it, summer I, courses. I brought my so learning I'm juice. My eyeballs of, I'm up to my eyeballs of the academic fair. Uh, we, we might get to that one later in the year. And then also, I passed on Circus of the Dead because it was just balls to the wall, relentless in its violence and mayhem. But the the main clown was creepy as hell. But when a rape scene occurred in the final act and that main evil clown pulled down his pants and he'd painted a little clown face on his penis head, I I remembered that I had promised Tut no more of that kind of stuff. So I moved on to the next leg. Thank you. I knew, I knew you would turn it off at that point. I would have walked out. Like, it's good. I love you boys, but you can do it without me. But it, it was a very hardcore flick. But if you think about that, getting raped by a clown, if they always equate shoe size with penis size. That makes getting raped by a clown that much more terrifying. Don't want to think about any of this. They're, they're overcompensating. At least from the let's clowns, hope for, from the clowns let's hope that for, I've interacted with. Let's hope for I that. I find the whole thing highly offensive. Let's hope for that poor rape victim there highly compensating. Um, also worth mentioning, 
I only watched the first five minutes of tonight's film before deciding that we would be talking about it. Uh, after so many movies, so many fucking clown movies, watching mostly bad actors trying to be creepy in clown makeup and costumes. I'll be honest, this clown doll was just visually a breath of fresh air for me, just the aesthetic look of it. So I just said, fuck it, let's see what happens. We're going to go with this movie. And clown fatigue. Plus, I I had clown fatigue. Uh, plus, I knew that Tut was freaked out by one of his wife's childhood dolls that she keeps in the house. And as I mentioned earlier, that made this decision all that much more easy to make. The greatest, clown? the greatest act of love I've ever done was to drive into the middle of nowhere, Texas, to get the voice box on this evil beast repaired. And when you what? walk in, yeah, so uh, the the doll had a voice box. It's from the '60s, and uh, it's not. It, it is not a clown doll. No, it's a Mrs. Beasley dog doll that was like famous on some '60s TV show that she grew up with, and. Uh, Anyway, so the voice box wasn't working. Well, I found this place that repairs, you know, vintage dolls. And I'd literally drive like two and a half hours out into the Texas country, and there's nothing around. I pull into this house, and there's like this trailer where that's the workshop. And I walk into it, and it's nothing but doll parts. It looked like the scene of a horror movie just stepping into this thing. No, thank you. Did she go with you? No, no. I did it as a surprise. Did the dolls have a lifelike quality like they were made from real human skin? I'm just saying that I I started with the doll in the back seat, but I moved it to the front seat so I could keep an eye on it. We were driving uh, to Corpus Christi, Texas, down by the coast a few years ago, probably about five years ago. And there's a long stretch where it's nothing but windmills and nothing. And we see a sign at the end of a drive leading out to a creepy old house. And I, I swear to God, it's the truth. The little wooden sign by the street with the arrow pointing to the house said, free dolls. Oh, no. <laughs> my no. wife and I, my wife and I looked at each other like, <laughs> <laughs> keep driving, honey, keep driving. See, that's the kind of place, Tut, that I really want, I think, more than a sawmill is something like that. I don't know. Well, you would definitely keep me from visiting you. I'd be like, I love you, Mincy, but I'm not stepping foot on your crazy clown property or your crazy uh, doll property. So, anywho, all these things came together. That. All these things came together tonight, and here we are with Clown Doll, the movie. It's just called Clown Doll, not hyping the movie. It <laughs> uh, was implied. The film is written and directed by a guy named Scott Jeffrey, and while I haven't seen any of his previous productions, he did direct an upcoming film, which I know we are all very excited about featuring on the upcoming show, The Curse of Humpty Dumpty. No, I, he did make a movie actually called that. But no, he directed The Gardener featuring Bronzy. Nice. Ah, okay. Even right. better. We've been talking about this this Bronzy movie, Bron- uh, Robert Bronzy, who's the Charles Bronson lookalike we featured back in Death Kiss episode. He's got a new action movie where he's a gardener who doesn't take any shit from anybody. We've been waiting for this movie to come out so long. I actually reached out to the producer of The Gardener on Instagram not too long. I'm like, we're dying, man. When is The Gardener? He's like, I'm working on it. Maybe hopefully by the end of the year. Uh, 
So the curse of Humpty Dumpty. But you know what? I might give the curse of Humpty Dumpty a chance. I just got to be careful. My my youngest daughter has an egg allergy, so I I got to be careful where I watch that. Um, I don't think that's how it works. That's not how that works. Uh, but stay tuned for a future episode of the Tuesday Night Cigar Club on The Gardener featuring Bronzy. Can't wait for it. You better listen to it, punks, or you'll all be mulch. <laughs> It'd be a lot better if my sound effects machine had worked tonight. I had a little shotgun effect to put in there. Oh, thank God. <laughs> you and I got to work to make that happen. Uh, anywho... We start things off with a heavily bearded, blood-soaked man named Scott and a bloody woman named Polly as they drag an enormous clown doll into an abandoned warehouse, shove it in a cage. How convenient the abandoned warehouse had a, had a cage. And the man begins dousing the doll with gasoline. But before Scott can strike a match, Polly pleads with him not to. She says that if they burn the clown doll, then everyone will think they did it. And she's not going to go down for the clown doll's crimes. They need it as evidence. But he doesn't give a shit anymore, and he's determined to destroy the doll. That thing is pure evil, and it needs to die, Scott barks at her. Suddenly, he gets a call on his cell phone, and the doll dying can wait. I, I, I got to take this. I have to, I have to take this. That, that, that's, we got to bust on that. After We're that whole go- dramatic scene, they're covered in blood. He's like, I don't even care anymore. I got to Come Nothing on. can stop me. Oh, I, I, I have wait. To I, I I've got to take this. It's important. And uh, I have, and I have to tell you, I was like, oh shit, because I didn't know. I don't know what ride kind of ride I'm in for. That opening, they're all bloody. They got this big fucking clown doll. I'm like, oh shit, this is gonna be. Did he really just step outside to take a call? Until he uh, left her, left uh, her there with it. I mean, he literally is like, I, why is it he had to leave? That's totally a tut move, I mean, right why? there. I, I I gotta go. I gotta go outside. There's bad reception in this metal building. It's terrible. Uh, bad situation made worse by this. By this. As soon as he steps out of the building, the clown doll starts moving in the cage, staring, looking up and staring hard at Polly and freaking her the fuck out. Who wouldn't be the freak the fuck out by this thing? It's an over four foot tall clown doll. But I. Oh, yeah, the main character of tonight's movie wouldn't get freaked out by it. But I'm getting ahead of myself. Uh, she's totally okay with it. Well, Scott talks to his highly emotional wife on the phone, who's asking him where he is. Been there, done that. Oh, and if he really killed all those people. I was about to say, she's not overly, <laughs> she's not overly emotional. She's reacting properly. Where are you, Scott? They're saying you killed a bunch of people. Ah, oh. uh, well, you know, I had to get out, and you know, the boys were now calling. Now you're seeing why. I, now you're seeing why I drink so much. <laughs> All the questions. <laughs> uh, oh, and he also asked, "Did you really?" She also asked, "Did you really kill our daughter too?" And he's like, "Oh." He doesn't know how to answer any of this. The bloody well, while the bloody woman inside is getting even bloodier because she took her eyes off that clown doll who's moving around for some reason, some insane reason. And it has now escaped the cage, tied her down on some type of torture apparatus, and is chopping her to pieces with an oscillating fan. It took the grate off the front of the fan and is just sawing it into her. Scott tells his wife that he didn't kill anybody. 
And then he runs back in the warehouse after hearing Polly screams. The clown doll starts pouring gasoline over Scott now. Little tit for tat. He tried to pour gasoline on it. And rather than stand up and fight, he's a grown man at like six foot something and he's totally healthy. Or hell, even get up and run. He just lays there on the ground, perfectly healthy Scott, lays on the ground like an idiot. As the doll lights a match and tosses it right at this doofus. It was lame. Seriously, dude. All right. Don't judge a movie by its opening scene. This is the weak-ass opening scene. Because this guy was a fully able and healthy dude who just didn't get up and punch this clown doll in the face and run. Well, first of all, he's he's talking like a pirate. He looks like he's rough and tumble as nails. Just he, What I would like to have seen him do is he get lit on fire, and then he goes and bear hugs the doll. Just Oh, that would have been, been nice. That would have been a fun touch. It's funny, this the same dude, Scott, showed up in another clown movie I watched, and he was the same grizzled. <laughs> his, his family had been killed by a clown. Only in this movie, they gave him an eye patch. That sounds about right. And after 20 of these things, I'm like, is that Scott? And I looked at it, sure enough. This Don't guy's, say to judge a movie by its opening scene. I mean, you shouldn't turn something off after a few minutes, but that can really set a tone. It's hard to overcome. Well, I'm glad we I didn't turn it off after this opening scene because the rest of the movie doesn't necessarily fall into the same traps that this opening scene does. This opening scene is very 90s horror opening. There's going to be a big opening kill scene. The chick on the torture. I mean, but none of the rest of the movie is kind of that theatrical. Yeah. With the gills. So bear, bear with us, folks. Uh, meanwhile, in the big city, Lane is sitting next to her stepbrother, John, and his wife, Lisa, in a doctor's office. So here's the deal. Lane is acting as a surrogate for John and Lisa. She's carrying their baby for them as Lisa is unable to have children. The doctor is pleased to inform them that the baby's doing fine, and she hands over some new ultra- ultrasound pics. One set for the parents, one set for Lane. Lisa's a bit overbearing as far as things that she feels Lane should and shouldn't be doing while carrying their child. She doesn't want her eating candy and sugar. She doesn't like her being on her cell phone. But, you know, given this context and this, I I, I thought it was understandable. I got it. And both the brother-in-law and Lane kind of shrugged it off and just kind of gave her, you know, you can have your damn Reese's Cups just... Do it on the down low. Um, as far as I, I will say this early on, as far as these the majority of these clown movies I watched, the acting in this film was by far. It seemed like they had acted before. Yeah, there was only one actor that I really kind of took umbrage with. I thought that I thought it was okay acting. Uh, there was it. There was not. Yeah, you're right. There's so many movies that are out there to where you're just like, Jesus is a slog fest. And I never felt that way about this movie. No, I in didn't. Terms of but, the, in terms of the acting. But honestly, Todd, if you just said about every actor in this movie, they were okay, that is way far above what I watched in all these other clown movies. <laughs> uh, I would imagine so. I just, I'll go ahead and say it now because I'm sure it's going to come back to it. This whole idea of the surrogate pregnancy to me was just so totally unnecessary. It didn't help anything along at all. I thought it was crucial to the storyline. I, I just felt you didn't didn't even need my... Totally different opinion. Think he didn't need it at all. I thought it gave both the mother, who we'll meet here in a little while, the brother and the sister, a vested interest in what's going on with 
Lane, who's carrying the baby, I thought her pregnancy gave uh, a, a kind of an underlying thing into her emotions and maybe what she's experiencing. Not, I, I thought it was actually could have could have had all of that that you just mentioned with the fact that she had, which and you're going to get to, I know, but the fact that she had obviously come out of a really bad relationship with a potentially dangerous man and had perhaps taken some prescription pills that you could have totally covered all of that with that stuff without the pregnancy. I'm kind of siding with Doc on that one. Uh, I I didn't mind the pregnancy theme. uh, And as we see at the, it was different. There's a purpose for it, but it was different. I hadn't seen it before. And, and to me, I I thought the, the pregnancy suit was fake. And so I was like, well, sometimes it's there. Sometimes she was nine months pregnant. Sometimes she wasn't pregnant. So I was like, I kind of like, you know, with Doc, if if you're not, if you're going to bonker that up, you know, why, you know, why go there when you got other avenues to do it? But I think it is essential with the story that they tell at the very end. But for the for like the concerned parents and the concerned family members, you could have done all that with just well, and the very end, which we'll talk about at the very end. But uh, <laughs> no, I I I like the the look out of all the well, I'm glad you did. Out of all the 20-something cloud movies I watched, this one uh, tried something different. Anyway, it turns out that her brother, her sister, her half-stepbrother, her sister-in-law and her mom are actually very, very cool. Because as a reward for Lane carrying the baby, they all surprise her with a new rental space to live in for the final weeks of her pregnancy. She'd been shacking up with her mom, and her mom seemed kind of like a party animal, so she probably was tired of that. Uh, it's a renovated old church, a humongous building with lots of stairs, stained glass windows, different levels, exactly what a giant pregnant woman wants to deal with in her final trimester. Here's the three foot of stairs you have to use to get to the bathroom. I totally missed uh, that it was a church. Yeah. Yeah, they do say well, that. I, that rena- was the one thing where it's like, we got you, a new, we rented you a new place. And then they just show this ginormous building like, wait, what? I'm like. Yeah, it's been turned into some condos or something. And uh, But my whole thing was, we want you to be comfortable in your third trimester. Everything she has to do is stairs. Enjoy the stairs. Bathroom stairs, kitchen. And that's forced. It's All that's going to stop you from falling over this 20-foot thing is this very thin railing. <laughs> well, Lane Keep seems, lights on at night. Unlike us, because we're assholes. Well, uh, Lane seems touched by the gesture. And even more so when her mother takes her to a local thrift shop to buy some knickknacks to fill the new pad with. Mom gets her a landline phone, a used one that's sitting there, since Loopy Lisa, the, the mother, doesn't want Lane using her cell phone much. And she also questions Lane, hey, as long as we're here randomly, when are you going to get your own place once the baby's born? Mom, not now. No, seriously, when are you moving out? Like, you're an adult. When are you getting the hell out of my house? So like you, Mom. Mom wants to live, man. Mom's kind of sexy. Doctor, am I right? Oh, you're right. Yeah. Uh, she also questions Lane uh, on whether or not she's been contacted by her loser ex-boyfriend, Daniel. You know, nosy moms are going to nosy. Well, mom is... Uh, Lane's not fielding any of these questions. Well, mom is taken with a little teddy bear she thinks would be a great, perfect fit for the new baby... Lane is drawn to the almost five-foot-tall clown doll sitting upright on the bench in the store. Nope. 
She asked the eccentric, but I thought this chick was kind of sexy too. I guess I just like older blonde British women. No, I'm just like, all these chicks are kind of hot. Uh, she asked the old shopkeeper where she got the doll, and the lady just laughs. Well, he doesn't actually belong to us. We acquired him about a week ago, but I'm sure he could. he's going to sell quickly. That's it- a terrible accent. <laughs> I'm sorry, I don't do a British accent. I don't do a British accent. Uh, he's going to sell quickly as it's rare to find a doll this size. It'd make a lovely gift for your baby. Who the fuck would buy a five foot clown, creepy ass clown doll for your baby? Someone that was raising the Antichrist. Okay. The answer is nobody. That's who. Here's the deal. Earlier on, Lane's mom made a passing comment in the store about how Lane likes horror films. But even with that deliberate screenwriting seed planted, who would ever invite this grotesque, fucking terrifying doll into their house? No, nobody. Nobody ever. Well, we all know if and I say saw this, that in I the say wild, this. he would, of course, purchase it immediately and immediately toss it in a wood chipper. I say, this, I say this is a guy who sitting in the corner of hope, completely surrounded by terrifying horror memorabilia. I would run like hell from this clown doll. But Lane, she sees something in it. Especially someone from that generation, because I don't think, well, I, I know for a fact that uh, Tut is not the only person that uh, suffers from a whatever sort of clown phobia affliction. Uh, many people over the years are have a permanent scarring Simply from the early 80s classic movie Poltergeist. Exactly. Because of that clown and, and no other reason that they, that I, I know I've talked to multiple people that and I'm, a, I'm a huge fan of Poltergeist. I love that movie, but uh, I've talked to multiple people that have said that they saw that as a kid and it just scared the living bejesus yeah. out of them and they've had a clown fear ever since then. But, Doctor, it did spawn 2019's film I watched, Clowntergeist. That that sounds like something that uh, probably, hmm. as opposed to the upcoming 2022 Clownado. <laughs> oh no, there is a Clownado. There I is. Think, <laughs> I oh, actually saw the poster. like pieces of shit. <laughs> <laughs> they were. They were, Doctor. Uh, real quick, before we get back to the uh, thrift store, I'm I'm burning through this thing. It, it is for me at least a fast burning cigar. Um, Side of the flavors changed at all for you? <coughs> Cody, have the flavors at all changed for you? Uh, no. Um, <laughs> I have never, unlike you, Yaks, that spice has never wavered for me. It is constant on the retro hill. Uh, it's mixed with that. The, 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 the chocolate powder has, has died down. It's just now the spice and mineral mostly. That, that's what I was going to say. The, it's kind of the reverse for me. The chocolate now, I'm starting to get a little bit more here in the middle. But, uh, but Yeah, no, I, I am spice-wise, it's it's non-existent. And I'm, I've been not okay. trying to get some. Yeah, access, uh, Tut is, how, is, how's the insect poison mixing with that chocolate on your side? Tut, I am Tut. not okay. Send help. Cut sweat, sweating his clown ass off. You, I can tell you're getting spice on the red oil. Uh, yeah, the the spice hasn't died off. Uh, I'm getting uh, I'm getting more of that uh, Nicaraguan earth and that that nice little 
earthiness across that palette. Across that, the draw? Yeah, that's co- that's coming up uh, a lot more. The retro hell is still pretty there. Still pretty spicy. It's got the mineral kick still kicking in. So yeah, we're we're fine. And I like the fact that that, that earth has come up. Yeah, the the draw is that warm cedar has uh, joined with some earthiness. Uh, I'm still getting a little bit of those pencil shavings. But uh, for me, it's mineral and spice on the draw with just a tinge of that cocoa, which Yak Boy's getting to intensify. And then uh, cedar and earthy. Man, this is a good little cigar. Yeah, but it, is bur- it, it is burning hot. I'm going to slow down a little bit. Um, yeah, I might be, uh, you're outpacing me, actually. I might I might be smoking a little too fast. I'm going to give it a little bit of, a little bit of space. But, uh, man, those are all good flavors, and they're, they're, they're gelling very well. And my... Rodeo Clown IPA is is staying the hell out of the way. Even with that eighty something IBUs, it's it's that that earthiness and the cedar and that spice is man, they're they're hitting it together really really well. Uh, you guys beers playing well is not playing nice as well. Yeah, yeah, they're not interfering at all. Okay, okay. Well, the shop owner tells Lane to make her an offer on this insanely hideous doll. And when she says 50 pounds, it's a deal. I guess I should mention here that the film takes place in London, England. I saw it at some point, a double-decker bus drive by, so I guess that checks out. But it's weird because Lane and her stepbrother speak in American accents. Yeah, all everybody else. And her mom kind of goes back and forth between American and English, but everybody else is is a very heavy British accent. Um, so I don't know what's quite going on there. It doesn't matter. Uh, it just doesn't matter. Uh, once mom and Lane get the clown doll in the car, mom voices her concerns about it. Duh. Yeah, thanks for pointing this out now. Not everybody stayed up late watching The Exorcist like you did as a kid, she said. I'm sorry, accent. Not everybody stayed up late watching The Exorcist like you did as a kid, Lane. I don't know what that is. She's a leprechaun for Lucky Charms? I I only do a leprechaun thing, sorry. (laughs) Uh, She sighs to her daughter. Again, I watched a horror movie a day from the time I was a preteen up until yesterday. I wouldn't touch this clown doll if you paid me to. But Lane's all on board. No one, she says, should be afraid of clowns. She laughs. It'll be fine. It'll be fine. No. It won't be. It, it, it won't, won't be. be. It won't be fine, will it, Ty? No. It never is. What do you attribute your fear of clowns to? Uh, actually, it's kind of weird. Uh, I think Mincy's suggestion of poltergeist, that's, that's a good one. Uh, it about the same time or a little bit after that came out as well. Uh, Mm -hmm. So it was really scary, but mine's not just clowns. Mine's also like mascots, like anything like, like not, not like, you know, the Notre Dame fighting Irish dude, which is a guy in a funny getup, but like, uh, you know, the, the mascots with the big fluffy heads and stuff like that. I hate that. But like, if we took you to a a pack, 12 football game with the Oregon Ducks where there's a guy in the green outfit who's got the big duck head. I'm fine as long as he's on the field. But the moment he comes around me, I don't I don't. He comes over to you, he's got the big, big, looks like Donald Duck head. You're going to see me on the Jumbotron punching him out. It's not going to be Actually, Doctor, that checks out because we were at a Drew State Barn Smoker event and we were hanging out at a cigar bar. It was college football season. 
and Stanford's big bird thing that's there, it's like got a bunch of colorful feathers and stuff. They showed it marching down the field, and Tut was like, no, sir. And I'm like, what? <laughs> I'm like, you had, a, you had a problem with that uh, referee call? And he's like, no, that thing. And he was just like focused on that fucking mascot. <sighs> Don't like him. The Philly fanatic, Tut? Uh, Philly fanatic is fun to watch on TV, and that's where you should stay. No, I'm saying if he came right all up to you, it was no, all... no, I'm punching him in that little flicker thing he does out the nose. I'm grabbing that, and oh, putting man. in a headlock. I had no idea. Don't okay. like, don't like it, man. I don't like it. Uh, if you, if fast... took you to a McDonald's, it's not just Ronald McDonald, but Grimace also would be problematic for you. Ah. Uh, it's really, really what weird. What do you have against the Hamburglar? It, it's really weird because, uh, I guess because I grew up in a McDonald's, Grimace doesn't bother me. Mayor McCheese kind of does. I like the Hamburglar. Uh, and then what's weird is that I'm not I'm not that scared of the uh, Chuck E. Cheese people. Uh, you know, I don't I don't mind that. Oh, I see. Sammy the Clown. Here you come. Hey, boys! How are you? Where's my super-duper fan, Jason? I heard he got a super-duper-duper report card. Is that right? <laughs> I got a head, Jason, for you. I got a head. <laughs> I That's fucked up. And God, what was that? What was that? Oh... <laughs> That was crazy. <laughs> uh, I think Sam. That was Sammy the Clown. Found it. <laughs> that was nuts. Oh, jeez. I uh, said. I think he said he heard Tut got a good report card, and I caught, I caught something like that. And he had, a, he had a decapitated ball's head. Yeah, I was proud of Tut's report card, man. That was. Oh, well, you know, Sammy, I've been working really hard. I've uh, I've been putting a lot of effort on the books. I've been really, really trying. Oh, damn! This nose certainly seems so inadequate after that. That was a, that was the real thing. Man. Again, folks, if you're not watching this on YouTube. Uh, you you really should. Uh, I'll have nightmares about that fucker. <laughs> well, it's not like he knew your name and knew personal things about you. Well, Only, yeah, yeah, he did. Yeah, he, he totally did, know did a lot of personal yeah, things yeah. about you. Where, dude, it looked like he was like down in some deep dark dungeon. <laughs> that scared the shit out of me, man. man. Oh. Uh. You okay, Tut? Oh yeah, yeah. I'm, I'll I'll get it together here shortly. Moving on. <laughs> <laughs> Hang on, I need to. Did uh, you poop your pants? <laughs> <laughs> Did you uh, poop? Did you poop your pants? No, of course not. I'm a professional, Kate. I don't do that. Okay. Just peed a little. A little peed. Okay. A little pee poop. Okay. So Lane drags the clown doll up the stairs of the church apartment, uh, or as they call it across the pond, a flat, yes? That is correct. 
So now it the made, clown is her flatmate. It made Tut's ponytail holder shoot off. <laughs> His hair exploded. <laughs> you look like George Washington at Valley Forge. Man, that <sighs> Sammy really did a number. Oh, man. Uh, the doll sits up. She sits the doll up in a large white rocking chair. She sprays it with air freshener to get the smell of smoke and dead bodies off it. Yeah, that's going to help. And it's good to go. Look for Febreze. You're fine. You're fine. That's like me trying to Febreze the car after a cigar's been in there. Just not. It's not. It's not going to work, lady. It's not going to work. Uh, I'm sure Sammy the clown uses a lot of air freshener for stuff. <laughs> <laughs> he should. How did he know about that report card? I think he was celebrating. He was trying to bring Tut some happiness. Uh, he did. Yeah. He did. He. He. I'm. I'm just so happy. So happy. <laughs> so so happy. I'm personally a little freaked out, but okay. Uh. After talking on her new fancy landline with her best friend Jamie. Turns out Lane has confessed to her best friend's strong feelings for the baby in her room, despite the fact it's not hers. But she swears to Jamie she's still on board with handing it over to its rightful parents upon birth. Her ex Daniel calls and threatens her a bit before she hangs up on him. How the hell did he get that landline number so fast? It's a landline that she just plugged in a phone to, and her psycho ex-boyfriend has the number. You thought you... Doctor, it was classic... You thought you you thought you could hide from me. Uh, <laughs> yeah, no, that he, he was pretty. He he actually had an English accent. And it, it was pretty. You know, you thought you could hide from me. He got very like. Is that, uh, is that an English accent? Wasn't it something like oh, that's so like you, Lane, or something? He tries to. You don't so like you, Lane, to listen to others. Uh. Yeah, I don't know. Maybe he knew Sammy the Clown. That's how he got the landline number. Well, that, uh, I think we learned tonight Sammy can find his way into anything. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Including Tut's bedroom tonight. I, I'm imagining. I'm just saying that they passed permitless carry, so watch out, Sammy. Well, you never needed that to be have a gun in your house. True, but now it's legal. Oh, great. You see what you've done, Kay? It's always been legal. <laughs> My but that, but, but that means to visit the show tonight, Tut's gonna go shooting clowns just anywhere he sees one. But also that enables Sammy to bring a gun into Tut's house. There will be some gun toting people. The phone then rings again for a third time. This new landline, which she just got, uh, and there's a really creepy voice on the other end who asks her what she's up to. And now this was scream esque. This this dude he did he didn't go the full I'm gonna gut you bitch. He didn't do that, but the whole the whole like what are you doing? What are you doing? What are you what are you watching? Like who's listening to that? And for some reason, Lane, our hero, decides to have a conversation with this total stranger named Oliver. Oh, and as she talks to him, the clown doll clown doll starts rocking back and forth in the rocking chair upstairs. Lane wishes all of her luck finding the right number and hangs up, only for him to call right back. <clears throat> You've got a pretty warm, inviting voice. And you're done. I got the feeling you wanted me to call you back. Your voice isn't so bad either, Lane says. Oh, God. No wonder she's living in her mom's house and is totally useless other than carrying a baby for her brother's sister. This chick's a 
I almost said a bad word. This, this chick's not all there. As somebody who in his college undergraduate years tended to use this particular courting technique more than once, nobody ever talks to you that long. <laughs> Did y'all see in the opening credits that this movie was produced by Bad Idea <laughs> Pregnancy? No. <laughs> oh, and as the clown doll rocks back and forth in the chair, trails of blood tears start running down its cheeks. When she finally, after telling them a lot about herself, hangs up on Oliver for the second time, the clown stops rocking at that exact same moment. Foreshadowing. Dude, what chick is going to talk to this guy? Like I said, they never did when I tried it. <laughs> Dude, I'm in the last third of the car, but uh, I'm going to keep on. Right through it. Yeah, I'm gonna, I, I know you guys are a little behind, so I'll come to it in just a little bit. One, the thing, next I did, day, one like, thing I did, I will say that I did like about, or I do like about the cigar, before I pointed a fan right on me, uh, the smoke profile, the way it billows out of the backside of this thing, very, very sexy. I like it. Yeah, smoke production's been great. Burn line has been, like I said, it was a little wavy early on. But then again, I've got a million fans out here, so I, I give these cigars a little bit of leeway when it comes in. But it straightened itself out just fine. And, man, that that wrapper is just kind of glistening now in the in the final third. It, it, it's, a, it's a sexy little smoke. It's given us a lot of cool things. Yeah. Well, the next day, Lane's best friend Jamie comes over to share the big news that she's engaged. And she wants Lane to be one of her bridesmaids. They drink coffee and giggle. I'm sure Lisa doesn't approve of that coffee Lane's drinking. And giggle about girl stuff. But when Lane mentions that Daniel called her, her ex, Jamie gets serious and tells her he's dangerous and stay away from him. They go upstairs and Jamie can't help but notice the human-sized clown doll in the room. Now what the hell is that ugly-ass thing? That was kind of a bridge accident, right? Probably just abandoned it all together. Lane just laughs. It's not funny. You own that? The phone rings, and when Lane walks off, Jamie sits on the clown's lap and starts taking selfies with it, because that's what chicks do nowadays. Not to creepy-ass clown dolls. And as she snaps away, we see his white-gloved hand make a little fist. Jamie takes one last look at the most horrifying doll ever made and tosses a white sheet over the clown's face. She can't stand to look Poltergeist at it. Poltergeist style. She got her selfie. She's just, yeah, very much Poltergeist style. She's done with it. Lane goes down to the boxing club to thank her stepbrother, John, again, for getting her set up in the new flat. But he stresses that it's the least they could do considering that she's carrying their baby for Meanwhile... Jamie, the friend, forgot her phone back at Lane's place, so she returns to get it. Lane keeps a door to her flat under the front doormat. Did I mention this film was brought to you by Bad Idea Pregnancy Jeans? Yeah, no doubt, man. Who does that? Uh, Bad Idea Pregnancy Jeans presents a Scott Jeffrey film. When Jamie sees that the clown doll has moved from the rocking chair to the top of the stairs, she immediately calls her fiancé on her cell phone. Josh, it's me. I'm creeped out. And hangs up. Well, no shit you're creeped out. Why don't you give Scott a few details? Uh, this giant clown. You're like, stay on the phone. 
and stay on the phone with me while I get the fuck out of here. No, she hangs up. Well, I will say that up until this point, there ain't nothing scary about this movie. Nothing yep. scary about this movie. Nothing's this is, happened. To this is the first scene that I got creeped out on. I thought it Correct. was a really well, good this, deal. This but, is where the movie. This is where the movie starts. Um, Thirty minutes in, wasn't it? Uh, formulaic. I mean, you knew the clown would be behind her. You knew yeah, would I mean, be behind her. But to me, to, to me, that speaks to the to the cool setup of this shot. Is that yeah? You knew this shot was going to be there. You knew it was going to happen. But when I saw it, I was still creeped out. It was still a creepy little scene. I liked it. My whole, yes. my whole thing going, like I said, yes. my whole thing going in this movie is that fucking doll is so hideous and creepy that whatever you choose to do with it, you're going to be ahead of the game because. Nope. Well, and you know, I, I mean, disagree. in the post, this is my one problem. Like, the poster for Clown Doll has a very creepy sort of clown ventriloquist dummy face. Yeah. And this thing is just no. like a paper plate with some spray paint on I it. Thought that I thought – I, I disagree with you guys completely. I thought the look of the the clown doll's face was perfect. I thought it was – The clown doll's face was the only thing perfect about it, and I'm not even going to say it was perfect. Uh, it was odd. It was visually unique, so I will respect it for that. But outside of that face, it's a dude in a suit, and you made me you made me think dude in a suit, and whatever scare you were going with, I was like, it's not scary because it's a dude in a suit. I can literally see his bow tie breathing. Well, that's the doll breathing. No. Why is the Why does the doll need oxygen? Yeah, I was just like the thing that have doll lungs. The thing that the thing that makes these types of movies scary for me is that one, if you're gonna have like a clown, you know, like a bozo, just go nuts. That's a dude in a suit. But I mean, I'm 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 prepared for it. But if you're gonna say clown doll, make it look like a doll. And they didn't make this thing look doll enough. It was just it was obvious an actor in a suit. Yeah, I mean it's a huge clown doll. Yeah. Uh, but yes, Yaks, there are doll lungs. Did you not ever hear the whole song, Doll Parts? I no. am doll lungs, dong legs, dong heart. That was the whole song was about a clown that song doll. song doesn't exist. It's not real. It's a very popular song about a band whole. My my Courtney Love uh, voice is as bad as my British mom act voice. I thought, uh, I thought it was kind of accurate. Oh, okay. Right. <laughs> so Jamie has to walk past the clown doll to leave, though she slowly approaches it, breathing frantically. Rather than leapfrogging it, she's a young chick. Oh, rather than leapfrog over it and run like hell. She decides to push on its face a few times, and each time she turns the doll's face, it moves its head back facing her. She reaches up to do it a fourth time. Why? Of course not. The clown doll suddenly stabs a sharpened pencil clear through her hand. Jamie stumbles down the stairs, but when she gets up to run, finally, she steps on a shattered coffee cup at the bottom and somehow a jagged, shattered ceramic coffee cup pierces the rubber of her Chuck Taylors 
which would never happen. Yeah, completely debilitates her. It completely, <laughs> completely debilitates. debilitates her. Well, and you know, her foot is useless. Blood is splurting everywhere. That's just not. Well, a I can't figure out how a pencil through the hand and a shard of pottery completely stops this woman, dude. First of all, you can step on pure glass and 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 it's not going to pierce your your tennis shoe rubber. This ceramic coffee cup should never have pierced it, but even if it did, you could still get up and hop out of the fucking house. No, boys, I I've been watching a lot of uh, soccer here lately, and I can tell you that if something touches your foot, you go down like you're shot. She's that, not. Did that work? That What's work? the term I'm looking for, Doctor? She's not. Uh, I thought that worked. What's the basketball term, Doctor? With flopping? Yes, that was a flop. Yeah, uh, soccer is full of flops. Uh, she should have been able to still get the hell out of that house and beat this little doll at his own game, but she doesn't. Um, so the murderous clown doll commits bloody murder. Imagine that by plunging a knife. Through well, the back of let, let, let's preface that back, by the, through the, back of the murderous clown doll takes his time slowly walking down the stairs, step by step. Close up of the shoes, She baby. tries to frantically crawl across the floor, which has now become slippery with her 500 pints of blood <laughs> that has come out of her shoe. The slow walk down the stairs is a slasher movie staple, so that doesn't bother me, but I'm with Cade on that, you know, I mean, it was kind of like we have to find some way to get her to be in that situation of distress where we can have the sort of Jason Voorhees, Michael Myers, slow, long walk down the stairs, but just all of a sudden stepping on a piece of this coffee mug and that does it just... uh didn't add up. It's it's not yeah. logical. It, it makes no sense. Well, how about Michael instead of stabbing her in the hands with a pencil, have the doll slash her Achilles? Then there you go. That's your situation. That would have that would have worked better from a you know storytelling standpoint. You're still kind of wondering like if you're freaked out by a clown, why don't you pick it up by the before it stabs you? Why don't you pick it up by its foot where it can't reach you and fling it across the other side of the house and then run away? Or do what Tut does: never let the doll out of your sight and never get near it. Dude, Tut moved the doll. Tut moved the doll to the gasoline and actually lit it on fire. Tut like that idea too. Tut moved the doll to the front seat. He knew what he was doing. Yeah, I keep eyes. That was a, that was a good move. It's a good strategy. Well, he kills her. He, he plunges the skull right through the back of uh, uh, plunges a knife right through the back of her skull. Uh, I will say this: Yak Boy, the second beer that I'm drinking, the Light Circus Hazy IPA from Carbock. Uh, you know, clowns do appear in circuses from time to time. They do appear in circuses. Uh, light, the Light Circus uh, is a New England style IPA. Yeah, it's so safe. it is much, much lighter in terms of the amount of bitterness. Uh, they're saying it's a uh, 6% ABV and only 20 IBUs, which makes no sense as an IB, as a calling it an IPA. Correct. It's flavorless. Uh, it has no height, <laughs> it has no flavors. It did have kind of a nice, uh, cantaloupe smell on the pour, but uh, dude, this beer is 
is is not gonna do anything for any cigar. It's it's also not only will not stand away from any cigar, it won't benefit anything, including the guy drinking it. Uh yeah, big thumbs down for the circus hazy IPA. Uh I should have stuck to the rodeo cloud. Uh I wanted well, to I mean, it, it does remind me that we also did do the Carbach, the vice versa. We did our double feature for Carpenter's Escape from movies. Oh, okay. I forgot about that one. Um, I do they make that anymore? I have not seen it in a while, so I don't. I don't think they're making it. But. I think our episode might have. I think our criticism of that beer might have. They discontinued it. Uh, well, that might. That might be something that we we had a hand in. Well, obviously, it could not stand up to the Escape from New York, Escape from. LA. Yeah. Uh, okay. Well, boys, I'm done with the cigar, so I'm going to go ahead. Even though you boys have a little bit left to do, uh, I'm going to go ahead and jump to price point and let's give this cigar its final thoughts. And let, if you guys get something else in that final half an inch, let me know. Uh, man, great continuous spice, mineral, cocoa. Like you, like Tud said, you stick your face in a in a thing of Chocolate Nestle chocolate uh, milk mix on the nose, warm cedar earth uh, out the ass on the draw, along with pencil shavings, and, and Tut also got the mineral on the draw. This was a, a really complex, well performing cigar from my standpoint. I agree. I can agree with I can agree with all of that, but um, like I said, for whatever reason, I'm no spice. Yeah, well, that's really weird because that spice has been just all up in. Yeah, no, and 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 I've experienced a lot of cigars lately where the spice died down after that first inch, and this one, this one, it was it was not overpowering, but it was always there, and mixed with that the mineral and that cocoa, it was really unique. Well, and and that's that's the thing. I am getting those. I mean, the like I said, that 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 cocoa really picked up halfway. That mineral has been there. You know, since, you know, getting right into the, from the beginning and, you know, the woodsy, the, the pencil shavings, I'm really liking that, but I have been trying and I'm just like, you know, nothing on that spikes. I like that as a Nicaraguan Puro, it's pretty much delivering what I would think uh, Nicaraguan Puro would, would deliver, or at least, I mean, I have no qualifications to say that, but it's, it's what I look for in a Nicaraguan Puro. You've got that earth element on that on the palate. You've got the mineral element there. You've got spice. It's a strong cigar. I like it. It's just I, I'm really pleased with this little thing. I I, I thought it was great. Um, okay, well this is a limited. They don't amount. They don't announce how limited, but uh, it is limited. I, like I said, I had to race to get it. It is sold out now. Brick and mortar only. That's. Mm-hmm. Something they're doing to keep uh, business flooding into the brick and mortar shops, which have been hurt so bad from the COVID quarantine. Um, they're, they're trying to give these shops an exclusive price point. Man, it's it's tough. This one's tough for me because I don't know how much that limited aspect is going to play with the price. We don't uh, know that, and also AJ's stuff is usually fairly reasonably priced i know that's why i'm going to go i'll go 13.99 but my gut's also saying 11.99 but i'm going to stick with 13.99 doctor hearing us rave on this cigar and everything we got from it 
What you got? Uh, Keep well, in mind that you did not smoke it. Didn't smoke it, so it's really a stab in the dark for me. Um, just that you mentioned that it was kind of a limited edition. Uh, I'll hmm. go eleven ninety nine, Doc. Go eleven ninety nine. I was gonna go higher. I was gonna actually go fifteen. That's a statement. He ain't he ain't climbing around. <laughs> He's not climbing around. Strictly right. based on without having smoked it, just that it was a, a special edition. A lot of flavors, limited. Okay. That's fair. We smoked we smoked a shitload that with less flavors for a lot more. So oh yeah. Yeah. That's fair. Yak boy. Twelve. Couldn't do eleven. Twelve could even. Twelve. <laughs> I'm gonna go shit. For what this cigar gave me, and knowing that AJ keeps his stuff and affordable, knowing exactly, and knowing exactly what you paid for it, I'm gonna go 1124. Woo! Grab it up, baby. They're all grabbed up. There's no more out there. Yeah, that's a, that's a good price for this cigar. It really. Well, hold is. on, let me let me see what it actually cost. Um, that was just my kind of fart in the wind. Um, oh. Eleven twenty-five, one cent over what I guessed. Man, that's that's amazing. You are that's, you are, a, that's a that's a good price. You are such a prognosticator. Yes, it is a good price. So you're saying I win? Actually, I came in one cent under. Yeah, so I win. Sorry, I win. Uh, please remember, folks, when purchasing to find premium cigars from famoussmokeshop.com. To use your new favorite promo code TNCC20 at checkout, where it will knock $20 off your purchase of $100 or more. You can't get the clowns, the Ron anymore, but you can get some other fine cigars and get 20 bucks knocked off your purchase. Ah, uh, you missed on the Ron, but you don't have to miss on this deal. It's a really, it, that was a really good cigar. It was. It was, it was, a, fan, it was, a, it was a fine cigar. It's kind of the best cigar I've had in quite a while. So yeah, uh, I want one. Good, good job, cigar clowns. I'm not saying that offensively. That's your name. Well, Lane returns home, and there's no sign of trouble. The clown doll has cleaned up his mess. Am I the only one to see him like mopping up the blood and like dragging the body out of there with his little clown arms? Got a little apron on as he's wiping stuff down. Yeah, like, that would just, been... I really get, I get the feeling like after he like killed her, he like he had this sort of moment where he was just exasperated, where he just had that moment like, ah, oh, again, at how do least, I keep doing this? At least they didn't. This do whole place the... is nothing but white. Clorox least... wipes get rid of every stain. <laughs> at least they didn't do John Carpenter and go the whole head tilt scene. Uh, you'd be amazed at how many of these clown movies they do that. Yeah, yeah. Um, Personally, I think if they would have showed the clown cleaning up all the blood, that would have been more entertaining than three quarters of this movie. I would have liked him seeing scrubbing up some of his masks, but we don't get to see that. Well, something else. Supernatural. Like the clown is supernatural. The mask just disappears. Well, there should have at least been like a little list on the uh, on the refrigerator. And he adds, like, you know, buy more cleaner. (laughs) 
With his little clown hand? That would have been funny. With his little clown hand. That would have been so much more bleach. <laughs> that would have been good. It would have been great. Well, mysterious, creepy, wrong number caller Oliver dials up again. And while Lane is telling him her name and a lot of other personal oh, information, a lot of other personal information that he asked for. You know, my bank account is 324. <laughs> Just come on, she stop climbs, it. She climbs up to the loft and finds the clown doll rocking back and forth in his chair. And he's really moving. There's not like a subtle thing. He's rocking back and forth. There's no way that like a breeze from the air conditioner is causing I this. I can literally see the muscles in his clown pants moving yes. the, cl- the, ch- the chair. There's nothing that could be responsible for what she's witnessing. Well, other than oh, the clown and his, physically doing And the clown's chest, his big bow tie is expanding in and out as his clown lungs breathe. We can see it, so she should be able to see it. Lane starts calling out to her friend Jamie for some reason and then decides to hit the sack. Eh, rocking clown doll. (laughs) Clown doll rocking in the chair. I'm tired. I'm out. Time for Betty Bye. No, that clown would have been out of that house. Yeah, this is when... Okay. I've given... Let's just... Lane's stupid. I've given given Lane a little bit of license. She's challenged at this point. She's, she's dumb. Well, get this. Can you say dumb? She's yes, dumb. Yes, yes. She's dumb. She is dumb. I think we can say that. She's dumb. She's a dummy. During the night, Lane hears a cell phone ringing, and it's not hers. It's a different ringtone. She discovers that it's coming from under a sofa. So eight-month pregnant Lane lies flat on the floor. We see her lying flat on her pregnant belly. Her big old belly and she grabs Jamie's cell phone from under a couch. It's her fiancé, Jamie's fiancé, Josh calling. He says Jamie's missing. And then we cut to the next day where a police detective is visiting Lane as she was the last one to see Jamie alive. The hardcore police lady is drilling Lane pretty good until her mo- uh, Lane's mom shows up and tells the detective to get lost. As a very stressed out Lane talks to her mother, who's trying her best to calm her daughter down, she's like, none of this is good for the baby. True. Your best friend missing, this detective here, none of this is good for the baby. Lane is worried that she'll be accused of something. She said I was the last one to see Jamie. She's worried about her friend, and she's worried about being accused of something. And we see the clown doll eavesdropping on the conversation with blood again streaming from its eyes. Suddenly the phone rings and it's creepy stranger Oliver again. Hey, I think you had the thought I wanted to call you again. Oh, hey, Oliver. He doesn't, he doesn't quite go into the scream thing where he, he's, all, he's like the scream voice before they start threatening. Mm-hmm. Which is still creepy. Like, what you doing? Hey, Sydney. What kind yeah. of movie? Yeah, I like horror movies. <laughs> it's nothing as a single pregnant chick in a, law, a flat I would ever entertain. Uh, I called ones that were single and not pregnant and lived in a decent one-story house, and they didn't entertain it either. <laughs> Lane tells the guy with the gravelly voice that her friend has gone missing and that the police were there asking questions. But she can't talk now, so... Oliver, if you'd call back in an hour, that'd be great. Who was that on? 
Who's that on the phone? Her mother asks. It better not have been your ex-boyfriend, Daniel. It wasn't Daniel. It's just the guy that calls the house sometimes, Dan says. Where did you meet him? I haven't met him. He just called once. It was the wrong number, and we got to talking. Mom, mum's jaw literally hits the floor, as it should. As it should. Why are you looking at me like that? English-speaking Lane, American-speaking Lane says. For God's sake, Lane. You can't just be having random conversations with strangers on the phone. See, oh, dude, that's what I need to do. I need to channel my Paul McCartney voice. <laughs> oh, God. Come on, Lane. You can't be just having talks with strangers on the phone. A little ring-a-ding and then you're there, you know, you know. I think you should just stick with that. Say them all that without act- That one's actually better than the accent you're doing for the mother. Yeah, it helps. It helps. But... It's completely wrong. I think Doc wants to slit his own throat at this point. <laughs> yeah, Doc is going to slit his own throat. You take off that bulbous nose and throat. That is the day neck, that the know? laughter died. <laughs> what? Lane says as she throws her hands in the air. She doesn't get this line of thought at all. What's the difference between talking to a stranger on the phone and talking to a stranger on the street? This Wait, is actually safe. This is don't, actually safe. You don't do that either. You should be talking to strangers. How about you just don't talk to strangers? Crazy bitch. That's not what her mom says. The Rick Springfield song, wasn't it? Don't 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 strangers. Well, Lane has had enough of it for a night. She's a freaking adult now. She tells her mom, and I need to be able to live my life in this flat that you're paying for. <laughs> so she kicks her mom out of the flat that her mom's paying for. Teenagers. Or she's actually, she's in like her grown, yeah. She's, grown she's like way. 30. <laughs> yeah. So a frustrated mom heads back to her house with a clown doll in her back seat. How do you not notice that? He's a, a person. Four foot. He's a five foot. He's a five foot clown doll in oh, her back seat. My thing is, he's like all hunched down like he's hiding. But we all seen the clown doll. He has like a two-foot-tall clown hat so that would literally just be touching the top of the car. I mean, how? Like, I'm back down here. Ignore everything else. You know, she's just getting the car. Yeah, yeah right. at, at least Chucky. Driving. At least Chucky is, like, small enough to hide. Right, right. You know? Because I thought, I, I thought there was, like, some comparisons between this and Chucky and that, that, it, that it was never really scary for me. I enjoy the child's play movies. Mainly it's like Brad Dorif doing the voice, but Chucky is a doll. Yeah. Two feet tall. So Chucky can hide in closets and under beds and in the back of someone's car. Yeah. This guy's the size of Ringo. You know. Oh, God. Like five foot two. Yeah. All right. She's like, I got to get home and run a bath. As she strips down... Old mom, old mom had a pretty nice body, right? I was kind of hoping we'd see something. Yeah, me too. I, I was like, you know what? We're going to get to see a, an older uh, MILF in this movie. No, but The clown doll just walks in the front door, which mom left wide open. She didn't even close the front door behind her. She just left the front door wide open. Mom pours a glass of wine and calls her son John to film in on what's going on with Lane. She's worried that all the stress 
with Jamie gone missing will cause her daughter to use her medications again. But John says, I'm on top of the situation. I'll, I'll talk to her tomorrow. As mom shrinks down into the tub and closes her eyes to enjoy the audiobook that she's playing on her transistor radio. I guess that's a British thing. Uh, the clown doll marches in the bathroom, tosses the plugged in radio into the bathtub, electrocuting poor old mum. Did, ima- did I imagine it or did the, the clown doll brandish a knife first he did, and then, then he, runs over there and pushes But then the he deal. saw the radio and he's like, I'll just do this and so. <laughs> Well, Boys, he just, a, he, the clown was remembering the mess he made from the first killing and was like, I don't want to have to clean that up again. It's learning. It's a learning machine. It's a learning clown. Boys, that was a rather shocking scene, don't you think? Mm. I didn't see any bleach or Mr. Clean in her pantry, did you? <laughs> no, she dropped her pantries on the floor of the back. Oh, their panties hurt. You know, I, we didn't get to I see- don't have $5 for a Swifter mop, do you? Doctor, this is England. It's pounds. Forgive me. I I forgot. You know what else is shocking, boys? What is? Todd, I'm glad you asked. It's shocking just how damn many delicious premium cigars are made by the almighty Drew Estate. Oh, yeah. They're so plentiful and so, so awesome. And one of their tastiest offerings is the Herrera Spelly Miami. Crafted by Level 9 Cuban Rollers at the famed El Titan de Bronze on Cali Ocho, the Herrera Esteli Miami line is expertly rolled in a lavish. Hey! Yeah. All right. Ecuadorian Habano Oscuro wrapper over a rich Ecuadorian Sumatran binder with select fillers from the Dominican Republic and Nicaragua. And the fact that you boys just gave me more like pats on the back for saying that word right <laughs> after six months than anything else I've ever done for you guys, I appreciate you. The new look of Herrera Still in Miami features rich black and gold packaging. It's available in five sizes. We've reviewed it on the show. We gave it a, a 91 rating. Yeah, yeah. Uh, really enjoyed it. It was a consistent, delicious cigar. Uh, we smoked. I smoked it many times since. It is truly one of Willie Herrera's masterpieces. So jump in your car or jump online right now. Get your hands on some. Go to FamousSmokeShop.com. Type in TNCC20 promo code, 20 bucks off a box. What are you waiting for? Do it now. And while we're talking about cool shit, boys, I'd also like to take a hot minute to once again let you all know about something very cool. Cigar World. I mentioned earlier. It is not an amusement park for tobacco enthusiasts. There's not... There's not a Lajero log ride. There's not uh, a bunch of fun, cool shit for adults. Cigar World is an online site for cigar smokers. There you can get cigar news, reviews, and a whole lot more. Also on the site is a cigar research panel called the Testing Lab, which the doctor is all over. You can sign up to give your input on new cigars by taking surveys and testing cigars. Check out CigarWorld.com forward slash Testing Lab. Do it. Doctor, you like those surveys. I am a fan of a good survey, yes. Doctor, have you ever seen a body that got... Because I... (laughs) I'm going to be honest. 
at least four of the 20 clown movies I watched, the clowns killed somebody by throwing an electric hairdryer or something in the tub. Really? Is that still a way that people are dying? We're, let me try and answer your question, Mr. Cade, by posing another. It sounded like most of these movies that you watched were rather recent in vintage. Yeah. Then no, I mean, really, people have kind of wised up. Even the most idiotic of us have kind of wised up to not having plugged in small appliances like radio and hair dryers around when you're taking a bath. Yeah. And does anybody really listen to transistor radios while taking? Do you really take baths? I mean, don't don't most people just take a quick shower? Well, the women oh, doc- like a good soak. Doctor, there people are soaking, yeah. All right. Uh, I mean, I'm sure they do, but uh, that that doesn't seem to be a thing. I think most people. I, I um, I'm trying to think. I I don't own. I have a small radio that I would listen to the North Texas uh, football games and basketball games when they weren't on TV. But it's a battery powered. Uh, but I don't have it anywhere near the the anywhere near where there's running water. Uh, so I, doctor, I think, doctor, when's the last time you took a bath? Uh, I can't recall. I, I, I am a showering man. I have no idea when I last filled up the bathtub. I guess now that we're thinking about talking about it, I don't know. Maybe sit in there, maybe get some nice bubbles and just lean back. <laughs> uh, maybe, maybe tomorrow. Hey, check our Insta stories. I might be posting some pictures from doctor in his bathtub. There will be absolutely no pictures <laughs> taken of me. Uh uh, should that happen, which is unlikely, there will certainly be no photographic evidence of it. <laughs> oh, the worth, world is a, at a loss. It's worth a shot. Worth a I shot. Appreciate that, Todd. Well, the next morning, Lane calls her mom, uh, her mom, but naturally doesn't get an answer. She's dead. She sees her adorable clown doll rocking in his chair again, but again, it doesn't freak her out. That's what I'm saying. I mean, if it, if it's supposed to freak me out, then at least the characters should be freaked out. Give me some, give me something to work with here. There's Lane nothing has, that there's nothing scary that you're showing me. Lane Lane has serious problems that I believe is a medical condition known as brain moron. Uh, I mean, just you know, she's done all kinds of things here that are just dumb. What brain is the, moron? Brain moron. Uh, First of all, the purchasing of a large clown doll (laughs) has to set in the rocking chair. What is freaking Lane out is her missing friend and her missing mom. So she almost she almost takes one of those mystery pills that her mom and brother worried about, but she managed to fight the urge. But then Oliver calls again, this time crying, confessing. I did something terrible. What did you do, Lane asks. Oliver just cries and sobs some more before telling her someone. What did you just say? I killed someone with my bare hands. Oliver, you need to call the police. I wanted to call you. I needed to call you and tell you what I've done. It wasn't the first time. I've done it before. So it wasn't an accident, she asks, while staying on the phone with him when anyone else would have hung up, not now, but several days ago. Yeah. No, he responds. Oliver, call the police and never call this number again. Finally. Finally. 
Light dawns on Marblehead. A little too late. Don't go, he says. And then more harshly, or if you do, I can't tell you how I killed your mother. Wasn't that a TV show with Doogie Howser in it? How I Killed Your Mother? No. No, I don't think that was How I Met Your Mother. Oh, okay. Lane doesn't believe him. She thinks that he's a friend of her ex-boyfriend, Daniel, fucking with her. But again, he repeats that his name is Oliver Reed. He killed her mother. And he thinks she has a nice smile. Oh. Greatest English actors, Oliver Reed. Oh, and he tells her that calling the police won't help. They won't catch him. They never catch him. He's done this a million times. Doctor, isn't Oliver Reed like a pretty popular actor? Uh, yes, he's deceased now for about twenty years, but uh, one of uh, English, uh, one of England's most famous actors. Uh, last movie people would have seen him in would have been The Gladiator with Russell Crowe. He was the the slave trader. That, oh, uh, okay. Uh, yeah, I like that dude. Uh, Proximo that buys Proximo, Russell yeah. Crowe in the beginning. He was a big. Uh, he was a big boozer, right? Big, big time boozer and brawler from uh, uh, a lot of movies in the sixties and seventies. Um, yes, uh, I, I've read a lot about Mr. Reed. No longer with us, but uh, it was interesting because it's, it's common enough name, I suppose. Oliver Reed. I guess Oliver's maybe a popular first name in England, but uh, uh, yes, uh, very famous. Uh, yeah, we we don't name our kids Oliver. We'll name our kids Oliver. Ollie. Unless we wanted to get the shit kicked out of him. Green Arrow is named Oliver. Oliver Reed was in the movie. Um, he was in a, an early Hammer Films horror movie, Curse of the Werewolf. Um, but then he was in. Um, uh, he was in. It was a kind of popular movie in the, in the about seventy three or seventy four. The Three Musketeers that uh, Michael uh, York in it. Yeah. Um, Dude, long, uh, long career. A lot, a lot of stuff of, of his that are that are pretty critically acclaimed that I haven't seen. That are English films from the '60s. Um, worked a lot with the director Ken Russell. Um, was in a really good movie. Uh, I think you were tempted to to maybe do a show on this. It was about 1980. It was a, a creature feature called Venom. Uh, yes, the snake movie. Snake movie with him and uh, Klaus Kinski and Nicole Williams. Oh, yeah, yeah. Also, also both European uh, Hellraiser. That's weird, that's weird that a, a heavily British cast movie named their killer after a famous British actor, right? Yeah, a very famous one, yes. Uh, would have been cool if, it, if, if that would have really, all of it, like the ghost of Oliver Reed been in there. That would have. Changed my whole opinion on this dramatically. Well, no, no, we'll learn here in a little bit. She looks him up online, and we she doesn't find anything on the actor, only a a bizarre serial killer. Okay, we'll get to that. Cut to mom's house where Lane, her stepbrother John, and the police detective are arriving. I'm sorry, this police detective is hard for me to watch. This is the one actress that I was like, eh, it just she is. I thought real. she was actually. I thought she was actually by the book and pretty. Thinking things through logically. I thought she was very robotic in her delivery on everything. But she's a police detective, aren't they robotic? Not an American. Well, not on NCIS and that fucking insane dumbass Mark Harmon. That's that's not real life. This is real life. Says you. Oh, Cade with the anti the anti Harmonism there. You guys know how I feel about Mark Harmon. I, I did not. We're well, going to devote some time to that at a later date. 
Well, he fucking sunk moonlighting, so he can just burn in hell for all I care. Okay, well, sorry to have redirected from there. I I I, I should get another can of this lager. Let's let doctor get another beer. Uh, man, Ted, I thought she was just a by the book police detective. You had a big problem. With her. Yeah, I just thought she was dry, and I was just like, ugh, I didn't like her. Interesting. All right, I'm lagered up. Well, fun. It's funny the detective points out her mom was last seen with Lane, just like Jamie, her best friend, was. John is sure there's a reasonable explanation for this. Hey. Mom was probably out just shopping at 4 a.m. What the hell, man? Who's shopping at 4 a.m.? That's what they said about Jamie, too. She probably just went out shopping. Okay, it's London, I guess. We've had a rash of late-night shopping. Just, you know, you get the urge, 4 a.m., you got to go down to the mart and, you know, buy some sundries. There's a logical explanation for everything. (laughs) (laughs) It makes no and sense. I just, I just don't have what Sammy had, man. <laughs> I hope he comes back. Um, he certainly had the spark of the show. Uh, so three of them, Lane, her brother, and the detective, head back to Lane's flat, where the detective shows Lane a printout of her landline's phone records, and there are no incoming calls when Lane swears that Oliver contacted her. Lane takes this as the police setting her up for some shit. She also shows the detective a website that details the life of one serial killer, Oliver Reed, responsible for over 20 murders of young women until, wait for it, he died in 2001. Turns out it's not our Oliver Reed from the movies. <laughs> so you saying he rose from the dead and went on a murder hunt? The detective asks Lane. He's dead, Miss Porter. He's dead as a donut. I'm just going to have to do all British people as Paul McCartney from now on. I'm sorry. I really think if you would just ask me for help, I could do a much better job than what you're doing. Oh, dude, that would have been good, dog. I, I guess I'll... I'll a little I'll, too late in the proceedings to do it now, isn't it? If we do another English, British movie and I send you these lines, like, and give you, like, a script, you're going to be like, fuck it, I don't want to do that. Well, that's probably an accurate statement. So you know what? I'll just keep doing you know? I'll just keep doing the best I can do. Do a little I'm torn uh, between my desire to not do any pre-preparation or work at all, and my overwhelming desire to never have to hear your Paul McCartney again. Yeah, just uh, you know, give it a little, uh, a little gravitas. Tut, yaks. I'm sorry, lads. My only recourse is to drink heavily. <laughs> and right then, we see go the, with the doctor's English. Here's, here's the thing: as they're talking. As they're all right there, we see the clown doll breathing heavily in his rocking chair right next to him. As, as Tut said, he's got that giant bow tie on his chest, just heaving. So the detective says, so listen, please tell us everything you know, because it's starting to look incredibly suspect right now. You know? It sounds, like, say, it sounds hey, like you just, it sounds like you just noodling. Look, I bought a five foot clown doll. That's who's killing everybody. Lane swears that she told the female detective everything she knows. But the detective says, it's all fairy tales. It's all fairy tales. Callers from the dead, a missing friend who made a distressed last phone call from inside Lane's flat. You know, 
Lane, you're just noodling now. And he just do it without the accent. He's plunking. Okay. This doctor, this shit isn't looking good for Lane, is it? No, it doesn't look very good for her at all. So after the looks like she's maybe nuts. After the fuzz leaves, that's what they call the cops over there, the fuzz. Lane listens in on a conversation in the bathroom at her place between John and Lisa, the people that she's carrying their baby. John's pissed as he found Lane's medication bottle on the kitchen counter. He can't believe she's taking these fucking pills with their baby inside of her. Especially what happened last time, quote fingers, she used these pills. Lisa tries to her best to calm John down. She says, I'll stay overnight with Lane. I'll watch over her. Lane then walks in. She steps up and she tells him, in fact, she hasn't been taking the medication. She fought the urge. And how dare they bring up last time? By the way, we never learned what happened last time that she took these pills. Yeah. I wanted to see a flashback. Where she I want to see a flashback with Lane. Took the shirt off. So, this goes nuts. John no. asks if any of this. No, I, was, no, I agree. Give me, give me something. Give me, please give me something. John asks if any of this is her ex-boyfriend Daniel's doing. And Lane swears that Daniel doesn't know where she's living now. She also swears that if they don't get her off her back, she'll keep this damn baby to herself. Which, that's the worst thing you want to hear from somebody carrying your fucking baby. Sounds like maybe they found the wrong surrogate. Dude, take out this police detective and put in Vivica Fox as the detective. You've got the wrong surrogate. <laughs> wrong surrogate. Yep. Wrong surrogate. Later that night, after emotions have calmed down a bit, Lane tells Lisa that she did consider keeping the baby, but it's hers. It's yours. I know that. I'm sorry. The baby girl is yours. Lisa isn't pissed because she didn't know what the gender was. She didn't want to know. But this unwanted gender reveal is fine. She's just overwhelmed with happiness. Unlike in America, where a gender reveal revolves in half a neighborhood getting blown up <laughs> and half of California burning to the ground. <laughs> These Over there, they just tell you what they're having. Lame. Uh, fucking Americans. Actually, fucking human beings. We're the worst. Let's not go down that road. That's I thought you were about to speak up and back me up like, goddamn human beings. That's why I, I, know, I, I would totally back you up, but I, I'm just letting you know now that it's not go down that rabbit hole. <laughs> Thank you, doctor. Thank you. I'm pretty, sure, I'm pretty sure Americans are the only ones that blow up their fucking neighborhoods to announce what kind of fucking kid they're getting. As if anybody gives a shit. They That's don't. why they blow up their neighborhoods. And guess what? Your family and friends gathered there don't give a goddamn what you have. It's so stupid. They just came for the burgers and beer. Exactly. 
It's a child. I can go for a cheeseburger right about now. <laughs> <laughs> By the way, nobody's asked the doctor tonight why he has that nose. Well, we like, assume it's a clown movie. He didn't buy it for this movie. Oh. Nobody's asked him why he had that in his possession. Doctor? You know what I call that line of thinking, Cade? Not asking me why I have this. I say, that's smart on your part. <laughs> Moving on. No, Tut, there's a logical explanation for this. I hate to ruin it, but... Uh, Last, a uh, little over a year ago, uh, when the pandemic began. Uh, I went crazy. <laughs> uh, well, I, I, no, I was already there before that began. But uh, there were some birthdays that were coming up in the family. And uh, because we couldn't get together uh, in person, uh, you know, we had to kind of have a social distance thing. to Just kind of show up at somebody's house to stand in the front yard for a little bit. And so... Mm-hmm. Uh, because I uh, like to think of myself as uh, trying to, uh, hoping that others have a good time, try to make others feel good and happy and, and have a good time. So you dressed I, up uh, as one of the scariest things on earth. I did not. I purchased uh, some of the little little blower things that are, you know, you blow the, one of those. And, uh, and I, I bought uh, some clown noses because I know that the none of my family is afraid of clowns, so I... I put the nose on and the little birthday blower, and uh, they they were amused by it. So I had I had one still laying around here. So there was an innocent uh, explanation. Well, I definitely uh, applaud the sentiment. I like this. Terrified by the sentiment. Uh, suddenly the landline rings again, and the girls race to the phone, thinking it might be their mom. She's been missing for a while. She has the number. But it's Oliver Reed again, and as Lane stays on the landline with him, Lisa goes upstairs to the loft to pick up a second phone line and listen in, which Mom only bought one landline phone, so that made no sense, but okay. But all when she picks it up, all she hears is a dial tone. And all she sees is the clown doll racking, rocking back and forth in the chair. She reaches out and stops the chair without giving it a second thought why it was fucking rocking in the first place, and then races downstairs and grabs the phone from Lane, who's talking to Oliver, but there's nothing but static on the other end. Lane tells her sister-in-law that she feels like she's losing her mind, but Lisa, the mother of the baby that's in her belly, and that's why I think the pregnancy thing works in the story. I think there's a balance there. Tells her, you know what? Lane, it's been a long day. Let me help you to bed. And by helping her to bed, she means giving Lane the world's largest sleeping pill, (laughs) which will paralyze her entire body and knock her out cold. This is the chick that didn't want her to drink a Coke. Fetus fetus be damned. I'm not dealing with this chick all night. (laughs) Knock her ass out as quick as possible, please, so I can drink wine and watch cable TV all night. Good plan. That's kind of American. Lisa calls John from the loft and naturally turns her back to on the clown doll, which she just saw rocking on its own. Well, so the clown doll. Anyone else? Why should she be any different? Do you get this? 
the clown doll starts because di- he heard that about the sleeping pills that Lisa gave Lane. He starts digging in her purse behind her back, takes one of those huge horse pills and drops it in Lisa's glass of white wine, which Lisa then gets out the phone and chugs like a fucking TNCC champ. <laughs> There's no sipping. Good on you, Lisa. She's like, why the fuck do we have to get your sister to carry this goddamn baby? Blah, 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 blah. I respect that. She then says, I respect this even more. Adios to the clown doll, puts it over her shoulder, carries it outside, throws it on the curb. Hey, if I'm going to sleep here with this psycho pregnant woman, I'm going to sleep here with this fucking goddamn clown. She just throws it out on the curb. I like Lisa. He showed some smarts that nobody else had uh, displayed at this point. I heard that. I hope she didn't die. Oh, wait. Of course she dies. Remember the clown doll slipped her a sleeping pill that could tranquilize a horse? So just as Lisa re-enters the house, her whole body becomes paralyzed, which makes it easy for the clown doll to re-enter the house, wrap a noose around Lisa's neck, and hang her from the upstairs loft. Hey, she said adios, clown doll. Adios, Adios, Lisa. Adios, Lisa. The clown doll then creeps into Lane's bedroom where it pulls down her comforter and starts rubbing her big-ass belly. This is where my sound effects machine, if you can make it work, Tut, I had a... I'm never making that work. Yaks called for a timeout. <laughs> right, rightfully so, dude. You gotta make. You gotta make. Dude, you can't hear this. I can hear it when you do that. So I, I had to hold it right up here. Yes. And even then, even then, it still sounds like something from the 1970s. But it's audible if you hold it right up to the microphone. No. Do I hear that? Oh yeah. I heard it. Yeah, you have to do it. You have to hold it right next to the microphone. I don't think the rest of us care for it. I think I think you're missing the point as to whether or not we heard it. Yeah, knock yourself out. I'm sorry for trying to spice up something six years old, trying to add a little something new. It's my fault. Are we taking suggestions on spicing things up, adding some new things? What you got, Doc? I don't know. I just I I didn't think that there was any sort of suggestion box. I'll try and put my head to (laughs) ways in which we can make things better. I'm I'm all do I'm open to ideas. All right. I promise. Whatever you say will be taken into consideration. Oh, I don't have anything right now. I, I don't have anything at the moment. I, I assumed that anything that was brought up, that would be your... your. Of course. I do know that you are a lifelong fan of sound effects. I want to keep us vital, and I thought this could be something, but you know what? It failed miserably. 
came back at the right time. It even rests its head on her belly, which is enough pressure to wake Lane up from her coma and push her beloved doll off of her. As she crawls down the hallway, flat on her belly again, no pregnant woman is crawling flat on her belly down the hallway. You can at least get that right, filmmakers. The clown doll is in hot pursuit. When Lane looks up and sees her sister-in-law hanging dead above her by a noose, she screams out. But the clown doll hovers above her and puts a finger to its lips. Just like that, Lane wakes up in bed and the sound of the doorbell ringing repeatedly wakes her up. So did she imagine Lane hanging from the noose? Did she imagine all this? We don't know. The clown doll trips her on her way to answer the door. He's laying on the floor. But she, she but she didn't think much of that either. She didn't think much of him rocking the chair. He grabbed her fucking ankle and made her fall. She didn't think much of that. When she gets to the door, it's John, her brother. And when he asks where Lisa is, Lane doesn't have an answer. Lane goes back up to the loft where the clown doll is back in his rocking chair, which Lane also doesn't think much of. He just tripped her as she was running. And now he's back in his chair. She doesn't give it a second thought. Until it starts moving its head around slightly and breathing in and out heavily. And these things finally get Lane to go over and study the doll closer. But just then, her stepbrother comes up the stairs and he demands to know where his wife is. Lane's speechless. He accuses her of taking her medication again, which has been known in the past to cause problems. He accuses her of being up to something in order to keep the baby for herself. And all Lane can do is stand there trying to wrap her brain around what's happening. Her feeble brain. <laughs> Not well-equipped brain. Not smart. Well, John tears apart the house looking for her meds, not his wife. Lane turns her attention back to the clown doll as she gets down on her knees in front of it. She begs the doll to do something. She needs it to move so she knows she's not actually going crazy. She notices her friend Jamie's engagement ring sitting on the clown doll's lap all of a sudden. And she figures that this is a clear sign that it's responsible for all the craziness and the clown doll is alive. Never mind the fact it's breathing right in front of her. We see its chest, doctor, with your red nose. We see it breathing in front of her, but this is the proof she needs. Again, Lane is, is a brain moron. Which you can't have as your heroine. No. She's a dunce cab. Uh, if the audience can see it, she can see it, and that's a problem. Out of the blue, Lane's water breaks, flooding the floor beneath her right around the same time that Johnny Boy has wow. discovered all three dead women propped up in Lane's closet downstairs. What you call bad timing? <laughs> he's calling the cops. By the way, I had a really good sound effect for when her water broke, but we'll never get to hear that. That would have been awesome. Yeah, it sure would have been. 
The landline rings again, and Lane answers it. It's Oliver, instructing her to come over to him, i.e. coming over to the doll. She hangs at the phone and grabs a butcher knife that has been conveniently placed on a box on the floor next to her. Why the hell was that there? She approaches the clown doll with a knife while screaming at to move when John races up the stairs. Again, as she's yelling at the clown doll to move, its lungs are clearly moving. We see it. So she should see it. And John should see it. But why should he be more perceptive than anybody in this fucking movie? He doesn't. John knocks the knife out of her hand and tells her that he found the bodies. He knows what she did. But what's important now is the baby. He still won't save his, his baby. Lane is having major contractions at this point. She can barely talk. But it doesn't matter anyway because her stepbrother is convinced she's full-blown psycho. He's listening to anything she has to say. But he should have because when Lane screams at him to move because the clown is approaching him, he doesn't, and the clown doll picks up that knife on the ground and stabs John in the back at least 15 fucking times with, hey man, I'm a purist, love horror movies, a beautiful red mist just spraying all over the doll. and all Pretty hardcore. It. it was good. It was good. It was a good, it was a good kill. The first good kill in this movie. So now John's dead too. It's just Lane and the doll. And then it happens as the clown doll approaches Lane, who's shrieking like crazy from labor pains. She's actually, there's a cool scene. She's actually digging her fingernails into her thighs from the pain of it all. A baby pops out. And my God, my sound effect machine, I had a beautiful sound effect for that baby popping. This causes the clown doll to stop in its tracks. It even drops its knife. As the baby cries on the floor, we never see the baby. Lane picks up the cell phone or the landline again. What is everybody going to think, Lane? Oliver asks. It's showtime, he says repeatedly as he begins to chuckle. Cut to slow motion. Lane drops the phone, grabs the butcher knife just as the police break down the door. The clown doll drops the drops down to the floor, totally limp. The police detective find Lane sitting on the stairs, soaked in blood with a knife in her hand, and the the other officers all marching into the active murder crime scene gunless, which that's kind of weird to see, a British, how that works in Britain. Multiple people, there's multiple people dead. Good thing we have no guns. Uh, they find John's body dead, the clown doll on the ground, and a very much alive baby boy on the floor of the law. It was supposed to be a girl, Lane whispers, as the camera slowly zooms in on the clown doll's face. The end. First question. Did the clown doll use his supernatural powers to transfer his spirit into that baby and somehow change it. Cause the doctor said it was a girl. Yeah. Did, did he somehow, did y'all get that? He somehow changed the gender from girl to boy 
So he continue his killings for decades to come with a, a, a baby boy killer. Is that I, what they're? I think that's what we're supposed to think. I thought that was an obvious inference. I thought that's so what that's they're... what they're implying on this ending. That the, not only does the clown doll have supernatural powers, he can inject them into a fetus and change the gender. Basically, it turns out Oliver Reed has uh, not the actor again, but uh, this fictional killer Oliver Reed has the supernatural powers, uh, much like the guy that took over the Chucky doll. He inhabited the clown, used that, and then this. Partic- I, I think we're we're supposed to. That's supposed to be the shock, M Night Shyamalan, you know, ending. Oh, that's what we're supposed to get. That it was a girl. That somehow he transferred himself into the the infant boy and made it a boy okay um i think think we're supposed to get that that's that's what i was we're all four on the same page there so i i think that's fair um other than the clown doll visibly breathing and rocking in a chair repeatedly right in front of everybody in this movie and the somewhat cute lane enjoying talking to a creepy voice stranger on the phone repeatedly. Those things make no sense. The biggest problem I had with this movie was the inciting incident. Why would Lane or anyone who wasn't at least slightly unhinged bring that fucking clown doll into their home? Here's here's the thing, guys. The only way they could have made that work for me if Lane was like a hardcore horror chick. And these chicks, are right. just, I've met them. They're out there. They've got Bride of Frankenstein tattooed on their arms. Like if she was just so hardcore into the horror culture that she had to have that doll. But that was not Lane. Right. That would have made it somewhat believable. And And you know what? There's nothing special about this actress that played Lane. You could have got one of these tattooed horror goth chicks to be that surrogate, and she's got a Michael Myers tattoo on her forearm, and it would make sense why she was drawn to that and why she was so disturbed and why she was such a troublesome figure for her family. I think you should have gone after that because this – the chick you, you had as a surrogate, oh, you watched Exorcist as a kid? That that makes sense why you would bring this hideous... There's story. our backstory. No, there, there are hardcore horror chicks that you could have got to kind of fit that mold and be totally drawn to that clown doll. But Lane was clearly not this type of woman. So, I mean, the inciting incident made no sense out of the gate. It made no sense why she was drawn to it. It made no sense why it didn't creep her out when she saw it rocking. It could have been a different movie if you got a, a hardcore horror chick in this role. That's my only thing. I think there's a lot of things that could have made it a different movie. Uh, I, I, I mean, you're right. I mean, it, it's it's a very senseless thing to, to buy a clown. You've got to give more of a reason for it than, oh, you like The Exorcist. Um, I still, I still stand by. She didn't need to be pregnant. She could have just had, but had a bad relationship a year ago and it had a, a potential drug problem. And that would have explained everyone's concern for her and explained why they might think she was acting loopy. Um, 
I, I didn't bother me. I just didn't think it was necessary. And I guess um, I, I felt like if something's a total failure, I tend to be more dismissive of it. If something has potential where it could have been something, I tend to be a little more disappointed than I otherwise would have. I think this could have been something. Um, but uh, I don't know. Maybe we've seen it all before when it comes to that. I, I kept thinking of Child's Play because of the doll, even though it was twice the size of Chucky, like we mentioned earlier. But um yeah, there's just a it's it's a staple of horror movies that you're gonna see people do stupid things. It's been made fun of uh, ad nauseum, uh, but uh, um, yeah, there's just so many things here where I mean, audiences are smarter now. Um, so even if you're along for the ride, then again, it's called Clown Doll. I mean, you know, caveat emptor, but uh, I mean, it's it's you know, you no know, audiences are smarter and. The bulk of the clown horror I watched was so stupid. I actually dug the aesthetic of the clown doll and the fact that despite their nonsensical decisions, a lot of the uh, cast in this actually could act. So I I, 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 I kind of gave that uh uh, that moved it up. The fact that uh, Tut is afraid of creepy dolls, that went up. And clown. I, I just picked this because it was a creepy fucking clown and Tut's afraid of clowns and dolls and I, I just did that. That was basically the main impetus behind picking this movie was to try and torture Tut mentally. Yes. Okay. Honesty. Well, that's, they what's, named, that's what's really they weird with cigar, me. Because, they, named, they named a cigar after him. That's what was really weird about this is because in terms of horror movies, I haven't seen it all. And this looks tailor-made for me. I mean, it's about a clowns and a couple's dolls. And I got out on the deck and I actually watched this at night. I was like, all right, here we go. We're going to do something. And it just wasn't scary. There wasn't anything in this movie that was scary. There was one creepy shot on the stairwell. And then the rest of it just, I wasn't scared at all. Well, so I say it's very formulaic. I figured the movie was going to end up with a different ending. So, like, after you see this, like, you're going to see, like, a new person walking into that shop. And they're going to walk over to that clown sitting in that chair next to that woman and she's going to be like, oh, you don't see clown dolls. You don't see dolls like this. She sells this it big. to somebody else. She, she just keeps passing it on. Right. She's part She's part of the... She knows. That would have been great. Right. She knows. Well, I mean, like you said. That would have been a better ending. That's why I, I took it. She was, I mean, kind of creepy because she's like, make an offer. You know, 50 bucks. She, she hesitates. That will, she's like, pauses. Deal. She said something creepy earlier that was when they're like, "Well, it's not ours to sell," but yeah. she like she knew what was going on with it. That that would have been a really good point, Yax. That would have been a really good ending where she just realizes the the power of that doll and keeps passing it along to get it out of her way. Um, but to Tut's point, 
I could not find a out of 20, 15, 20 fucking clown movies I watched. I couldn't find a movie that I thought would scare Todd because the majority of clown horror is just bad actors in white makeup and it's not scary. And I just, I just kind of settled on because of tonight's cigar, I had to settle on something. I, I disagree with you boys. I thought the clown itself was well constructed. I, I thought that it looked creepy and I thought that was enough to, to, to kind of go with. Um, but dude, the majority, vast majority of clown horror films are just terrible. And it's just bad actors with a red nose. That makes you wonder why there have been so many of them made. I, I think that one simple choice, uh, would you agree that had the size of the clown been halved to two, two and a half feet so that it was this two feet, so that it was the size of a Chucky doll, that that would have added to the proceeding? I do. I do. As to, that, that, that's a question for Tut. I do, because if you're talking about a doll, I mean, that's what's scary about it. It's an inanimate object that, you know, is moving around, but there should be no reason for it to move around. But here, who's ever, who's ever seen a who's ever seen a four and a half foot doll? I I don't know, but on this one, I didn't see a doll the entire time. I just saw a dude in a suit, and that's what yeah. kind of I was just kind of like, all right. And for sure. budgetary limitations, well, I, mean, I guess that's what they would have had to do. But yeah, I just think if it, you know, you would have had to had an animatronic situation working there. But I, I just think if you had if you had made it, it a Chucky well, I mean, size, it would have worked. It, it's like Chucky or, you know, like Puppet Master or any of those where it was, you did have that creep factor because they were small. Yeah. Like, and like you just said, it, it just felt, it, it was a dude in a suit. So you lost that. I, I factor. thought, I thought the film failed ultimately on that. It was, who the fuck is going to bring in a life size clown doll into their house? And another thing that you hit well, on especially one that looks the movie hideous. was that if she's not scared, why should I be scared? Right. So you that's can't... what I'm saying. Like it, it was just badly painted costume. I mean, the the poster showed a creepy well, poster, clown face. Yeah, the poster has to sell an evil demonic clown face. Right, they, but they, why is it so different? I mean. Why I guess, use that I guess, there was, I guess there was just no suspense in the movie. Like I said, if if the actress isn't scared in any of her situations, I don't see why you expect the audience to be scared. Okay, that's that's fair. That's 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 very fair. And uh, I don't have the name for the little person who wore the clown suit, but I thought they did it well for what they had to do. Um, but there's certainly no uh, Chucky or any other classic little little killers in the horror genre. Is that fair to say? Yeah. So you, when I first mentioned it, you said, hey, that's a question for Tut. But it sounds like in your hang-up, the purchasing of the doll, would you see that? I just, I just, the inciting incident failed for me. 
what if what if it was a two foot normal size doll? Would that have seemed more logical? Yes, especially if she was a true whore chick. Which these so chicks, I'm onto something here. The size of the doll was a fucking problem, which for, all the way through. But even if it was still the 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 four foot doll, if she was a true whore chick, it's not the size of your yacht. It's the lake you sink it in that counts. <laughs> Sorry. Uh, but it was the best that I could do with the re- resources, the 20 something fucking clown moves available to me <laughs> at the time. And I knew Tut was creeped out by both clowns and dolls. So I just went with it and I thought we could have a decent time talking about it. So, so I guess, I guess the surprise here is the wealth of clown horror movies. My God, yeah. there's, there's so many and they're all bad. <laughs> I wonder if removing clowns, I wonder how much, I wonder what exists in the au revoir of doll horror movies that aren't necessarily clowns. Yeah, you got like the Annabelles out there and stuff like that. Uh, yeah, no, there's there's a plethora of, of doll movies. Um, I had no idea when you first told me that I had no idea that there was such a... Uh, uh, an anthology of, of clown horror films, bad or otherwise. I have no idea. God, doctor, there's so many and I don't recommend, like I said, I, I, I gave you two recommendations at their beginning of the show. Uh, if you want to explore clown horror more. Yeah. I actually uh, want to check out that doc on Hulu. Uh, well, you know what? Uh, Tut, we might, we might do that later on in the year. Wrinkles the clown. Cause that was a really unique documentary and uh, it stuck with me so we might we might actually go back to that okay um but uh in the meantime you should probably give our listeners and viewers a couple of links okay so hit us up on twitter at tncc cast you can hit us up on instagram at tncc underscore podcast you can join our website uh com, where you can click on the famous most shop banner uh, do your cigar shopping there. Uh, it will automatically enter the promo code TNCC20, which will give you $20 off any purchase over 100 bucks. That's like 20%. Uh, and then uh, see what else I got. I got Facebook. You can join us on there, Tuesday Night Cigar Club. And you can definitely go subscribe to us on uh, YouTube at Tuesday Night Cigar Club and uh, follow us there. Okay. I'm assuming you hit it all. I think so. Okay. Uh, well, normally uh, this is a movie that we would save for our legendary march to Halloween, but hey, man, hot up the shelves, clown cigar. We got to do a clown movie, and um, yeah, I, I think we gave clown movies in general. Doctor, don't you agree? A we gave it a good shake. I would agree. We gave them what they deserved. If nothing else, yeah. I like tearing it apart from the horror perspective because I like the I like the idea of the the horror goth chick. Kind of springs to mind of the uh, the graveyard girl from uh, the Living Dead uh, graveyard scene. I could see oh, her yeah. something like this role. So I, I like tearing apart stuff like this. Uh, yeah, it was just a, it was just a, a weird amalgamy of bad casting, bad screenwriting, and weird. American actors and British. A lot of this movie is weird. Hmm. Uh, 
So what I will do for you boys uh, in two weeks is pick a movie not so weird. We're in the middle of summer, so I should probably pick something after tonight's movie. Fun. I think sounds we, nice. I'm I think listening. we might need to uh, talk about something fun. So I will do my best to uh, uh, balance the scales of the Tuesday Night Cigar Club and find something fun for us to talk about. And uh, until then, all you really have to worry about is one thing. You actually know what that is? Let our listeners know. Say it! Say it! May the wings of liberty never lose a feather. He took a drink, he took a smoke, and he said the words. I couldn't do it better. I could, but I'll do it better next time. Sign up, motherfuckers. To learn more about the time I found myself knee-deep in my own clown trouble when I tried to save little Dick Grayson from my nephew Matt A. Cade's sadistic underground lair. Well, to be fair, little Dick Grayson was eating mac and cheese comfortably on my nephew's couch and watching iCarly reruns. He seemed fairly happy until yours truly, wearing full SWAT gear, burst through the living room window and swooped him up in a giant black burlap sack. Wait a minute. I'm not being tricked into another confession here, am I? I was supposed to be the hero of the story this time, damn it. Maybe I should talk to my lawyers. Looks like it's back to the circus again for me. I'll get you, little Dick Grayson, if it's the last thing I do. But in the meantime, you can learn more about the cigars enjoyed on tonight's episode by visiting limitedcigars.com. For more on O'Brien's Irish Pub, the live music leader in Central Texas, please visit O'Brien'sTemple.com and download their free smartphone app where you'll find full beer listings including over 40 on tap, menu information, and a calendar of upcoming live events. To listen and purchase music heard on tonight's program, check out www.fritzbeermusic.com. Thank you for listening to the Tuesday Night Cigar Club podcast. This is Keith A. Howell saying until next time, friends, unless we see you sooner at the pub. So keep it smoky, and for God's sake, keep it ballsy as well. Go to work, get drunk, go to sleep, I guess.